Jonas Coach, Corner 30 of the Fake Nerd Podcast, the game show where you have to take a shot every time the hosts mispronounce the movie of the, the name of the movie they're reviewing. Just like I did. I just totally messed up. Take a shot. I am Ben Madden alongside my with my brilliant co-host, Brandon T. McClure, Sparks Flamer, and Ryan Eliopoulos. Roll for initiative! <laughs> Disclaimer, don't do that. Uh, no, you'll be that. wasted by the end of the intro. And That's you'll probably die of alcohol poisoning. The movie we are reviewing is an amazingly beautiful animated film called Zhang Zha. I'm pretty sure I just butchered it because I was actually practicing. I was close. Okay, someone, all right. So Brandon was like, maybe. And then Sparks was like, Zhang Zia. The way they kept saying it in the film most often, because two people pronounced it differently, was Zhang Zia. Zhang Zia, yeah. And it's then close. Think of between a Z and a C. Yeah, and then they're saying Jing Zia, and then it's like, what freaking is I'm it? I'm an uncultured white guy, so like I'm gonna do my best. Mike, sorry. I, I'm I, I am. I am also uncultured, but for yeah. Anyways, we're here two thirty, but we got a whole crap ton of other stuff to go through before we get to that one. But Did you uh, mean the episode title two thirty? Yeah, or the I time also 2:30? was because I yeah. looked at it is two thirty. I was like, it's that yeah. late already. Yeah. No, it's episode 230. Well, but, uh, somewhere. Yeah. Uh, so, Brandon, before we get into our weeks, what's down in the description below? Oh, thank you. That was nice of you. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. There are there are two links in the description below. Uh, ben, you have uh, an old school gamer magazine. I do, yeah. I wrote an article about the Game Boy Advance and why it's the best Game Boy ever made. Ooh. Very cool. Very cool. Mm-hmm. And Ryan and Ben. Oh, Ooh. shit. Double, d- double dipping of me? What? What? You- both were on downright annoyed this week. Hell yeah! Talking about the the best movie DC put out at the time. Until Wonder Woman had come out. Shit! Are you true? Dang yeah. it! Okay. Wait, Wonder Woman did come out. Yeah, Wonder Woman came out before oh. Justice League, right? Yeah. Yeah, because I was gonna say like the best films are Wonder Woman and Birds of Prey. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. 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 That's not. Yeah. 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 We, we, go go we check that video out. Yeah. 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 It's so. 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 Uh, you guys talked about Justice League uh, on your on your downright annoyed the the Whedon cut, what has been affectionately called on the internet. I use affectionately in air quotes uh, as the Justice League film. I did I did cameo in the chat. You did. You showed up. You Thanks for showing up. So the three of you are in the, the description below. <laughs> there you go. Oh. Uh, yeah. I'm in the description below. <laughs> <laughs> that are the those are, those are the only two links that we have there uh, as far as personal links. But we have uh, a little char in the gang uh, episode two for the Fickner Book Club that is up now. Uh, you can find that in the link in the link below as well. Uh, we talked about one. We talked about uh, fifty three to one hundred five, right? Yes, I believe yes. so. Uh, that's been a lot of fun. Uh, one more episode of that one coming soon. Uh, mm-hmm. So stay tuned. Yeah. Or- uh, yeah. All right, that's the that's description. Now, very fitting that we we did that on the same where we recorded that episode the same week of the Pokemon 25th anniversary because I completely blanked that it was Pokemon Day on Friday or no Saturday. That is true. That is true. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, who wants to go first with our week? I oh. put I put my finger to my I'll nose. Go, go John. Yeah, Sparks, get it. Get the week. What's the week like? What happened? First of all, where's the box? I want to see the box with you. This no, the, the PS5 box. 
Oh, it's way too big. We can't. We can't. Uh, it take both of us. To ben, ben, <laughs> I didn't even transport it from Monterey to here in that box. I put it in a different box. Uh, <laughs> but it's but it's sitting right here, taking under, up under this television. Literally, right here. literally half an entire shelf. That's <laughs> glorious. Are you gonna pull it out? No, no. but I am gonna pull out the controller. Oh, wow. look at that beautiful Ooh. thing! Wow, look at that money. Yeah, show it off, Vanna. Show it off. I'll be a Vanna White alone. I I want to like like remind that I wouldn't have one if it weren't for Megan's father. Lucky, lucky man. Sweet um, man. Okay. I watched Gilmore Girls. Nothing new there. Um, I I don't even remember. Okay. I'm gonna ask I did, you every week so you gotta prepare. I made I made very little momentum on it this week. Hmm. Um I think I think I watched like three maybe. Have uh, you met Logan yet? Yeah, but that was I met Logan before we talked last week. Um, WandaVision, uh, we watched it, we talked about it, we're gonna talk about it and have an episode out tomorrow. So check that out. Word. Um, there was a bunch of video games. Uh, I want to talk about one in particular. It's called Astro's Playroom. It's the game that automatically comes with the PlayStation Five. I thought it was honestly kind of stupid when we were seeing footage of it. Not. Stupid, stupid, but just like I, I see no reason why I would ever play this, but I decided to just try it. And um, I now really understand because it is the only game you can have for the PS5 right now that actually makes you understand what the console and the controller are both capable of. Um, and it's very much in the platformer style of Ratchet and Clank or Mario or uh, 3D Banjo Kazooie. Yeah, it's, 3D it's Open that, World. Yeah, yeah. It's that kind of style. Um, and you really get a feel for like all the things that they're capable of doing, which makes me more excited about the future of PlayStation 5 console gaming, which we're not going to see those kind of things show up for uh, a while. Yeah. Um, but it is it is pretty cool. So uh, And Ben will really like it when he ever he gets a PS5 because it's all about you going around and exploring artifacts of PlayStation history to wow. build out your little room. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So it's all just like PlayStation artifacts of the past. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that's definitely good. That sounds fun because all four of us grew up with the PlayStation in some way, shape, or form. So <laughs> you guys remember when Insomniac? I don't. They probably still do it, but Insomniac would put uh, museums in Ratchet and Clank. I they don't like go go to a teleporter at a specific time and then teleport to an Insomniac museum, and you get like behind the scenes stuff and concept stuff. It was really cool. That sounds awesome. I don't remember that. No, I don't remember that either. That's like know. that's an Easter egg I missed. That's awesome. Yeah, that was it was really neat. Like you'd see like this is what we were thinking for the Ratchet and Clank game, and this is what this is the model of the, what we ended up doing. That's cool. Love that. Um Ryan and I watched some movies together. Did we? Yeah, we watched Justice League. Oh yeah. Um, which obviously you guys did a conversation about, but um I think just a little small thing as you and I were watching it, we're both kind of sitting there. We recently watched Batman v Superman together as well, and we're both sure like did. you know. I'm in a more positive place at the end of this than I am when I'm at the end of Batman v Superman. Yep. And I think I, of the four of us, I think I'm the most positive on, on that justice league film. But, um, I, I have like, I, it's a mess, but for what it is, I find more to get out of it in that yep. than I do in BVS and pretty much man of steel. Man of steel. I've really started to think of as just its own entity rather than a Superman movie. And that's made me more accepting of it. Sure. Um, but 
I I had a pretty good time, honestly, watching Justice League. Uh, yeah. Like, there's dumb stuff. Um, Cyborg still looks like shit, and Steppenwolf still looks like shit. And there's there's it, I, this was the first time I was really paying attention to like, oh, that's a Snyder shot. Yeah. Oh, that's a Whedon yeah. shot. It's very it's very Aquaman helps. Yeah, it's very his eye color changes depending on who's directing. Yeah, uh, yeah, different eye colors, and Bruce Wayne has a different haircut, and he gains about twenty pounds, and <laughs> looks like he's trying to not have twenty pounds. Uh, that's not Ben Affleck's fault. That's just like reshoots months later. You're not the same person. Your 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 group chat uh, for the downright annoyed group. Um, I still get the notifications for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were they were talking. Well, someone was like, "I started to hate it because I hated the mother box stuff." I was like, "That's all the Snyder cut is." So you're screwed. <laughs> yeah, at least it'll be more more fleshed out though because like all of the mother box stuff in just in this justice league version is all like reshot stuff and it's all yeah. generic and lame so at least it'll be more like shitty exposition instead of just boring exposition. well when we talk about like watching the the flashback oh my god and i forgot about the amazon armor being so much worse yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. um uh, the the uh, we talked about, yeah. yeah we talked about the the flashback section where it's steppenwolf who's attacking now it's dark side who's attacking and i'm like mm-hmm. Man, Steppenwolf like getting shoved off Earth like a punk kind of works. Mm-hmm. Darkseid getting shoved off Earth like a punk kind of makes me think Darkseid sucks. Yeah, he's not a shot. I don't know how they're going to do that one. Hold on. You're, it's, it's not Darkseid. It's Uxess. That's what I joke to him. It's like, oh, it's young Darkseid, though. It's not no, but no, for real. That's what he yeah. said. This is young uh, Darkseid before he was Darkseid. It's Uxess. Oh, that's stupid. That's which is his, which is the, the name he, he had before buddy, he killed the gods to become Darkseid. Bu- buddy, yeah. buddy. I get you. I get you. I'm saying to the general audience that would ever bother to watch that movie yeah. who don't read comic books and don't know that, that's just, here's the most impressive villain in DC. Look at him leaving Earth like a bitch. Like a punk. Like, I just, that's that's pretty lame. That's a pretty lame way to introduce a bad guy. Anyway. Yeah. Here's, um, it's like, here's the DC version of Thanos and he's getting his ass whipped. It's like it's like if Avengers had also introduced Thanos by having him show up to help help Loki and the Avengers kick his butt right off the planet immediately. Yeah, that's what it would be like. It'd be super lame. Nobody would be looking forward to Thanos's reappearance. Barely any inconvenience. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, we watched another movie. We watched a movie called Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Oh, we did. Which you also talked yeah. about somewhere else. Yeah, that was on last week's. Wait. Oh, right. That was on, sorry, on just Bored and, no- Bored and Annoyed's regular channel. They're just doing a Nightmare Retrospective. Mm-hmm. That's not part of the other thing. I did something else this week. I forgot. Yeah. New Nightmare is still pretty good. I think that's a, still a really fun, like, really this, ahead of its time kind of meta movie. This was the first time you watched it since you were a kid? Since at, at, at least. Yeah, so it landed really well for Yeah, for at least like 10 years, 15 years for sure. Uh, I, I definitely, uh, I was telling Ryan, like, I, I like that movie more and more each time I watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're... It, you don't have to watch all the Nightmare films to watch Wes Craven's new Nightmare. Watch you one should, and one and the new you one. You should watch one and three. Yeah, you should okay. watch three. Yeah, um, but you should watch one and three, and then that one, and and you're golden. Um, it kind of helps to have an idea of like what Freddy turned into after Wes Craven was no longer touching him to understand what Wes Craven's kind of mocking and and making fun of about slasher culture. But uh, even more noticeable to me this time was that you can really see the framework of Scream being worked through New Nightmare. Yep. Um, it's pretty cool. Um, and it's, my, sorry, that's my favorite of the Nightmare on Elm Street films. Yeah, I think that's perfectly reasonable. I don't know, like, 
it's very hard for me to put something above Dream Warriors at this point. That's the best. Um, That's I, it's it's very hard for me to do that because I I just love the concept of like the kids actively working on lucid dreaming and so like that they can back. fight Freddy in their dreams and still not being able to measure up when he picks at their heart. It also has some of the, I think genuinely like the best kills in the Nightmare franchise, including uh where he's got the guy by his arteries up to the roof. Oh, it's so disturbing. And where he yeah, pulls yeah. the girl into the television. It's it's pri- pretty it's, good. It's prime time. It's bitch. Prime time, bitch. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so highly recommend New Nightmare. That that movie gets that movie gets wild. I kind of forgot how how uh, unabashedly bold that movie is in some places, like the highway scene. Yeah. Right. Um, Kids playing Frogger with Freddy. Really glad. Really glad to have an excuse to revisit that. It was Megan's first time watching it, so that was fun. Right on. Um, Disney Plus added a little thing called Myth of Frozen Tale. It is, uh, it was originally designed for VR, um, but they have made a non VR version that you can watch on Disney Plus. And it's basically just, it's, it's cool. It's very Fantasia inspired with how they did wanted to do like this music to animation. It starts with a family living in the world of Frozen telling a story about the, the old spirits. Mm -hmm. And then it transitions into a wordless musical display of the spirits. And uh, honestly, what it does is it more cements if you were at all feeling like the background story of the spirits in Frozen 2 was rushed or a little confusing. This makes it more more plain and understandable Uh, and and kind of spotlights like now you can watch this and then you could go watch Frozen 2 and you'd be like, oh, I understand totally what's going on now with all the spirit stuff. Mm -hmm. What else is I get it. it. But not that there's definitely like things that I think they were trying to conceptually grasp that are plainly stated in myth. That's pretty good. Um, the only, uh, returning character, uh, like character, uh, from frozen two in the short is the little flame gecko. Oh, it's a cutie. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's like, it's like uh 10 minutes. It's, it's cool. It's worth your time. Right on. Um, Started so as a VR thing. Started as a VR thing, yeah. As, as uh, I brought that up earlier, I would like to watch it in VR. I'm sure it's very effective. Um, and the other thing I did, because everything else I did was all related to school, one of the things I had to do for school was uh, I had to watch a nature documentary. So I watched this one uh, called Disney Nature's Penguins, which is on Disney Plus. I walked by it. Look real um, cute. That oh, one. That one is entirely narrated by Ed Helms. Mm-hmm. Um, those movies real pretty. Uh, I really like watching real pretty nature stuff. It's pretty good. Make it AK. Anyway, that's it's kind of all I had time for. It was it was not uh, a very freewheeling week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's it. Transition right. the transition the power to me. <laughs> I did not do. It's gonna be like this for a while. I did a lot of Critical Role, and I worked on my 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 own RPG. Um, I bought Hitman Three, and I was very excited to play that, but I only had time to play the first mission. Uh, and I told you guys while we were playing video games some of the fun stuff I did in that game. So I won't I won't say too much about it, but that's a continuation of just a really great open sandbox game that lets you do what you want um, in a lot of really fun ways. Um, I can definitely see why, the, the, now I really see why this, this team was chosen to make a James Bond game, because that first mission alone, uh, you're on the tallest world, or the tallest tower in the world in Dubai, and um, you like parachute in, and then you do your assassinations and you parachute out, and it's like, if you're fast, you can do it in like a span of a couple of minutes. Like I've seen a speed run where you beat the level in six seconds. Insane. It's insane shit. Um, those games just allow so much, so much freedom to do what you want. Um, so I can't wait to get into more of that uh, this week. Um, I read one comic. 
I didn't go to the store this week, but I read one comic. It was sword number three. And guys, that book still rips. Al Ewing still kicks it. That that issue is all about Gateway, who is a who everyone thought he was a teleporter, but Gateway does teleport. That's a fun thing about that issue. Um, uh, check out Sword, guys. Um, I feel like I did something else, and I don't remember. Oh, I played more Divinity Original Sin 2. That's still a great RPG. I fought some crocodiles, and they were called crocodilians. And I and this lady's like, hey, I lost my glove. Go find my glove. So I went to go fight these crocodiles. Uh, I engaged with them. The first one, uh, he uses his tail to summon a rock out of the ground like a geomancer, and he throws it at me. I'm like, oh, these aren't regular crocodiles. They're using earthbending on me. Then another one uses an ability called scaly portation, which is teleportation, but for crocodiles. So all these crocodiles are now teleporting close to me. I'm like, wow, this game's fun. D&D is really cool, guys. I'm really loving it. Um, we read, I read a book club that's also Dungeons and Dragons inspired. So like a lot of that going around in my life. Um, loving it. Um, I think that's it. Oh, no, I lied. I played some more Mortal Kombat because I didn't buy the new mm -hmm. character pack, which had Rambo, Melina, and Rain. Uh, I have had Rambo fight the Terminator and Rambo fight Robocop, and I bought the 90s Mortal Kombat movie character pack. So um, so Christopher Lambert is Raiden, <laughs> that guy. He's fighting Terminator, Arnold Schwarzenegger fighting Terminator Rambo and all that shit. I'm just, it's so much fun, and that gameplay is so good, and I just I have Mortal Kombat on the mind. So I'm going to continue to play that game and unlock more costumes so when we eventually play that game together... Every costume will be unlocked, and we can have so much fun. That's me. Transfer the power to me. All right, so uh, I did not do a whole lot media-wise. The really only thing I did with that involved media for me enjoying it is playing uh, Golden Sun on my GBA. That's pretty much it. Um, involving media, I was actually writing a lot. I was writing my article for OldSchoolGamerMagazine.com, which you can read down there. And also, I'm writing another piece for them, that I'm having Brandon and a few other family and friends of mine look over because I want to submit that to them and hopefully it gets published in the magazine. So, Did you look uh, yet? not yet, actually. Okay. I haven't had the time today, but I will this week. Cool. Nice. So, pretty much that was most of my week media wise. Um, of course, I watched WandaVision and I probably saw, I watched a little bit of RuPaul's Drag Race when I would come home because family would be watching it. She's watching it downstairs right now. And the only other game I got or I played was a tiny little bit of Fortnite yesterday because I'm trying to level up and get the best car armor. Um, I'm on, I'm like level 60. I'm level 60 now. Dang. Nice. Catching so, up. It's amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting there. I'd slowly but surely. Luckily, the XP supercharged stuff, that, that, that's helped me out. Besides that, um, I went to Lost Levels yesterday, you know, support small business. They had a game that I was going to get for Fanny and I a while ago. And I also got a cool find, the sequel to Golden Sun, which is Golden Sun Dark Dawn on the Nintendo DS. So I have that in the wings waiting for me. That's Ooh. pretty much it. Um, just did a, did a whole lot of podcast stuff today. Did a whole lot of uh, writing this week and a little bit of Game Boy playing. That's pretty much my week. Love it. All right. Uh, I'll continue the bit. Ben. Give me the power. Yes, the power is oh! transferred. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, that reminds me of a fun bit for reflections we did, Sparks. Um, and, okay, anyway. I uh, want to give an update of my project that I've talked a bit about on the show, Conversation. Um, I am looking to release episodes in the next three weeks. I'm uh, very excited. I got a lot of interviews lined up this week and next week. It should be a lot of fun. But have a little sizzle i interviewed one of the uh hosts for from from the empire podcast nice uh which is a real podcast unlike i us. was just literally listening to them at work the other day that's incredible 
Yeah, uh, Helen O'Hara from the Empire Podcast. Oh, she's great. Yeah, uh, I asked and she said sure, and we set it up. I woke up at 6 a.m. because she's eight hours ahead of me. Yeah. Um, and that was that was really great and a lot of fun, and I'm really excited for all of you to hear conversation when it comes out. You know what I think I realized? It's so easy to interview people. You just got to ask them. It's yeah. so, they say yes. I think we, we should just do that more. They just I, they say yes. Man, all like every week I'm interview, I'm asking like four people for this show and now for conversation. And yeah. sometimes they don't respond, but hey, at least you asked. Yeah. yeah. That's cool, man. Um, I've, been, I've, I've asked Ram V. He didn't respond. Ah, he, well, he's, he's a busy boy. Yeah. Um, I, I did the same. Well, I didn't ask Ram V, but I asked when High Score first came out. I asked Charles Martinet if you want for an interview and he never responded back. Yeah. I, at least you ask. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's really exciting. Um, I think conversations could be really special. I'm really excited for you guys to hear it. Right on. Uh, I kind of have, I've been having, um, I talked a bit about, about, a bit about this to Sparks, but I've been, I haven't felt quite right in the head since I got sick. Uh, if you guys recall a couple of weeks ago, I was very sick. Um, and I don't know, it messed with my, wires up there but um i powered through that and, and read a bunch this week i'm going to lift up what i read because holy crap i read all this you are officially so much more ahead of me now. <laughs> here's what this is x-men future state Beautiful. <laughs> so i read i caught up on two months worth of x-men i love it um so i read sword three which is great uh new mutants great hellions great X-Men, great. Like, all these books are great. They're a lot of fun to read. Um, and I'm glad I'm finally caught up. Uh, but I really want to highlight Future State. All these Future State books. Because I, I, Future State is over. And these are all the books that I've read. Uh, so I read Wonder Woman, Immortal Wonder Woman, um, House of L. House of L, uh, which is a one-shot Future State, I highly recommend. It's very good. Um, I would I would read a, a ongoing of that of that premise it, it's it's basically thousands of years in the future past the legion of superheroes um it's the it's a dynasty clark's descendants have created a, a kind of dynasty of like protection and and protecting the universe um th through the sanctuary and the united planets and and they're under attack by an unknown force and clark is long gone in time in time um, and it's like his great, great, great grandson and his Tamaranian great, great aunt. And so like he, his line um, mingled with other species. So there are Kryptonian, Tamaranian, Kryptonian, uh, Ranians, like all sorts of different hybrid uh, Kryptonians. Awesome. Really liked it. Um, recommend that. Wonder Woman, which is your Flores book. Really enjoyed that. I'm really excited for her ongoing. Swamp Thing, great. Ram V, hey, it's great. Harley Quinn, good stuff. I'm not going to do this the whole time. I'm looking for something specifically. Harley <laughs> Quinn's good. Um, Imperious Rex. Mark Russell. Lex. Imperious Lex, thank you. This ain't a uh, name or a book. <laughs> there, are two, uh, there are two issues out. The third one is not out yet, but uh, that will end Future State. Um, that's Mark Russell's book where he does a Superman book where Lex controls a planet called Lexor and everybody on that planet worships him. Mm. So Lex, so Superman is the bad guy of this planet. Um, really fun. I really like Mark Russell. He did the Grifter story in Dark Detective, which I also really liked. Um, and that will lead into Dark Detective. I read all four issues of that. Well, three issues, but I'm all caught up. That was really great. And the two backup stories, the Grifter one and the Red Hood one, also really great. That's like the best Batman book that, that Future State put out. Right on. 
Uh, I really like the main story of that one. I really like both backup stories in that one. Awesome book. Highly recommend. And I think outside of Justice League, that's really only ones I want to highlight because Justice League was also really good. And I think I'm now more and more upset that Brian Michael Bendis is taking over Justice League and not Joshua Williamson. Because uh, I think he had a voice and a plan for Justice League that would have been really excellent. And I'm sad we're not getting that Justice League. Yeah. Um, I read Sunstone. I'm going back through Sunstone because Volume 7 was solicited for April. Ooh, um, so I read the first volume. I'm going to keep reading the series till I caught up, till I catch up. It's a great book. Honestly, the book when I first read it changed my life. So I'm really happy to be going through it again. Um, I finally set up a bedside light. Um, so I've been reading Dune. I'm almost done with book one of Dune. Yay. Wow. Look at you. Um, Dune the is comic sp- or the, the, com- the comic, the book, the book, the book, the book, the book. Good. good yeah. Good. Um, I'm, I'm reading the book cover to cover. Uh, the book is separated. If you don't know, it is separated in three sections, three books. So the first mm-hmm. book, book of Dune, book of Maudib or whatever it pronounced that. Muadib. Muadib. Now I know. Thank you. And then there's a then 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 the there's a third one I should don't remember and then the appendices that's that encompasses the first volume of Dune the first novel Dune lots of pages and I'm almost done with that with the first book so the first like two thirty pages yeah um, great book can't wait to, to do that when that movie comes out <laughs> in uh, ten months yeah. eleven nine months there's only forty eight chapters in the book so I'm trying to do a chapter a night nice that's yeah. awesome. Um, okay. I watched a bunch of stuff. I watched some cool movies. I watched The Golden Compass. I shouldn't have led with the cool movie thing. <laughs> <laughs> that movie sucks. <laughs> um, I watched, I mentioned, I mentioned like, I think last week that I watched, I watched His Dark Materials, which is the uh, yeah. HBO BBC series starring Daphne Kane, um, which is based off the same book that The Golden Compass is. Um, so I decided to watch the movie to see, like, Oh, how badly could they have messed it up? My God, you guys. Yeah. I, I saw it once in theaters. I don't even remember. Me I too. Saw, I saw it once in theaters, and there's only two distinct things I can remember about the Golden Compass. The first one being the polar bear kicking ass and taking names. Mm-hmm. The second being the girl I was seeing I was seeing at the time was really mad I went to go see because she was a hardcore Catholic, and she said the Golden Compass destroyed God, and then if I went... No. I was, yeah. Oh, no. That, it was... Uh, I was like very confused. I'm like, but it's a movie. She, so she like, sides with the magistrate. Got it. Oh God. Killing she, children. Yeah. The yeah, only thing, the only thing I remember about the golden compass was the polar bear. Um, yeah. So watching his dark materials, I was like, Oh wow, this is a really complex and interesting story. And I wonder how badly the, the movie butchered it. The movie was taken away from the director who initially wanted a two and a half hour long slow burn of a movie, more like the book. The studio wanted something more akin to Harry Potter. Yep. Mm-hmm. So they cut it up and reshot. There's a bit. There's a there's a horrible reshoot. Talk about Justice League, by the way, with horrible reshoots. Um, there's a bit in the Golden Compass where she finds the character. Um, I forgot Billy Costa finds the character Billy Costa, who has just been separated from his demon, uh, which is the little animal soul thing that that runs around with them. And the, the, the she's in she's in a look she's in a hallway and she says and she says. Billy Costa, cut to Billy Costa, cut back to her. She's in a different location. Oh my God, this is the thing that, that nobody told me about. This is what this is, audience. Cut to Billy Costa, cut back to her, and she's in a different location. 
Hell yeah. <laughs> it was awful. Terrible movie. And then they they end it before the ending of the book because they wanted to end on a on a high note. They wanted to end on a happy note. Oh like yeah, we're still and then the, the the beginning of the sequel would be the ending of the first of the first book. It's like uh, the desolation of Smaug. That's not the worst idea if you think about it in the sense of you don't know for sure you'll make another. Yeah. Yep. I'd rather more films chose that route when they're less confident. Yeah. Because like sure. at least the people who like that movie can have a whole story. True. The 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 few there are. But the thing is, the Golden Compass ends. It's, it doesn't feel like a full story because they're like, "Here, we're going to go to the thing, and I'm doing exactly what the, the the compass needs me to do." And then it's like, "Cut to black. We we did the thing." I mean, I kind of understand because the ending of the book is sad as hell. So yeah. it's like, you know, speaking, of, I actually I totally forgot. Brandon, you sent me a video about how to not start a franchise that featured Aragon. Oh yeah, I did. I did send you yeah. that video from. Um, um captain midnight mm -hmm. i watched it and god damn you're right i forgot about that movie <laughs> dude until they made that video i forgot i'm a i'm a huge i freaking love those books and even i'm like whoa yeah this movie's bad okay now on to the good movies uh because i watched the ian mckellen brendan fraser film gods and monsters where ian mckellen plays james whale the director of frankenstein and, Frank and the bride of frankenstein uh excellent movie um, I've been wanting to watch it for a long time because I like the Frankenstein films and I like Brendan Fraser. It's before The Mummy, so he's still sexy. Mm. Um, and uh, mm, still daddy. Yeah, that's a that is a that's that's a good movie. I highly recommend that. Um, thank goodness that HBO Max has such a wide catalog of older films, um, unlike Netflix or or uh, Hulu, mm -hmm. um, because that movie isn't available in DVD or Blu-ray. Um, really? So it's just nice that that was streamable. Wow. I watched for the first time a film that I wanted to see last year. It was coming out last year. Uh, the Personal History of David Copperfield, starring Deb Patel. Yeah. That movie would like got announced around the same time as Green Knight. Yeah. Where's the Green Knight? This movie did go to theaters. Personal History oh. of David Copperfield. It went to theaters the same weekend as New Mutants. Oh. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a Fox Searchlight film, so that tells you what you should know. Gotcha. Um, so I, I ended up streaming it off of Amazon Prime. I rented it because um, it'll probably go to HBO Max eventually. Um, really great. Really funny. Um, there's some performances in there from Hugh Laurie and um, the doctor, uh, Peter Capaldi. Uh, they, do a, they do a scene together and they're, they're a lot of fun. Their energy is really great. Didn't know I wanted that until I saw it. Uh, Tilda Swinton's funny. She's got to think. She's got to think about donkeys being on her lawn. It's some of the funniest uh, smash cuts to her just kicking donkeys I've ever seen. All right. Um, highly recommend that. Um, we saw a trailer a little while ago for the movie Blythe Spirit starring um, David, Charles Dickens, oh my god. Guy Pierce, Downton Abbey. Nope. Legion. <laughs> David, nope. Dan Stevens. Dan Stevens. Dan Stevens. Beauty <laughs> of the Beast, Dan Stevens. Yeah. Um, and Leslie Mann. Uh, I watched, I didn't realize that movie is a remake of a 1944 film starring Rex Harrison. Hmm. So I watched that. That's on HBO Max. Nice. Uh, that's, that's, that holds up. That's a very funny old movie. Um, it's a breeze. It's only an hour and a half. Uh, demented film. I did not know. I did not understand, like call the directions it was going to go in. Um, a lot of fun. Uh, if you guys remember, it's about 
a guy who a writer who can't write, so they summon uh, a ghost, and it turns out to be the ghost of their of his ex ex wife. We watched the trailer that has Dan Stevens and uh, the girl from George of the Jungle. Yeah, Leslie Mann. Oh, he, yeah. that's right. That's right. Yeah, God. if you remember that. Okay, I do. Oh, Rudy, Rudy Dench is in that. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, I wanted to see that movie. Yeah, so the new one's not out yet, but the remake is. Oh, the, the, sorry, the original is. It's always coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got you. Uh, that's really good. Really cool. good. So the Dan Stevens one isn't out yet, but the old one is. Oh, no, the Dan Stevens one is in theaters. Oh, okay. Well, the one that came out in the 1940s, I'm sure it's out now. Yes. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, like that movie a lot. Captain Marvel. I watched. I watched the uh, uh, MCU film Captain Marvel. Um, As opposed to the other Captain Marvel. Just in case anybody was confused, I don't know. No, I'm just mad. Okay, sure. Um, I, I'm still kind of going through like a Wandavision thing, obviously because Wandavision's out. So I'm yeah. watching like the movies that the characters in Wandavision have shown up in before. So Captain Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with with uh, Monica, uh, you know, we reviewed it, so my thoughts of that are 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 there. Um, but I definitely smooth on it. I haven't seen it since my fatigue had had ended. My superhero fatigue had ended, so I hadn't seen it since theaters essentially. And uh, um, outside of a of a pretty weak and generic script, it's not bad. It's actually pretty good, and Larson brings a lot to the role. Um. And I, I kind of went on this diatribe on, on, on Twitter where I was like, I don't understand why, why like I understand because like, you know, sexism, but like people are fine with there being like super generic MCU films or DCEU films. Like there's like multiple superhero films that are just generic and fine and fun and whatever. But like Captain Marvel is seen as the affront against humanity. I think so. I agree with you that uh like i just want to start with i agree with you okay but um i also think that part of it is that there's just a there's an even harsher backlash because there is a desire to elevate yes. captain marvel because it yeah. is a film featuring a female protagonist the same thing happened with wonder woman except um, i think wonder captain woman marvel, but, but 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 the problem with wonder woman is that everybody unanimously was able to agree that wonder woman was a solid film whereas captain marvel like you said it's a pretty generic script and it's not for everybody this is like this is people who most of the marvel movies usually aren't for anyway yeah. uh, and and then you get to captain marvel and that's still not for them that's fine but it's it's also a backlash towards the desire to want to elevate it because it is a female film and and because there are people out there who are championing it that makes it feel like they've got to shit it on it even more. I'm not mm. saying that's right. I'm just saying I think that's why it happens is because that there there's this there's this sick feeling like oh we must uh we must put them in their place to recognize that this is not the best that it could be and it's like you know you're right. It's still not that bad. Like you don't yeah. need to make a thing out of it. Yeah, it, it like it's not it's fine. It's generic. I had a good time. It's not a bad way to spend two and a half hours. Right. Yeah. I last time I watched it, I thought it was like it's for me. It's like the same as Doctor Strange. Like I think it's fine. Like it's not bad. Yeah. But like I, I when I, I can't say that online because then I get attacked because they think I'm that I'm a sexist because I don't think the movie that that has a woman in it is great. See, that's, that's the problem. That's, that, that's that. the problem. Where like I can't have a conversation about Captain Marvel being mediocre without me getting attacked for because it's about a woman. Or just, like, or just like being average. Or yeah. just being average. Because again, it is a very boring script to me. And the performances are what make that thing cool. That's still a boring movie to me. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not going to. That's how I feel. Right. I, I, uh, I, I said it very clearly on our review. Um, if you take out Ronan, the movie is actually improved. 
Yeah. Is this tighter? Because Ronan's Ronan serves no purpose in the script at all, except for a final yeah. action sequence. I don't I don't know if it would fix everything, but I can kind of see what you mean. I didn't I, say fix everything, I said improve. I didn't say you said fix everything. I'm just I'm merely saying. Uh but I I do think that like that that becomes the challenge is that you have a lot of voices that go out there that like they'll champion it no matter what because of what it is and that's also just as hard to navigate as the people who will shit on it no matter yeah. what because it's like well we got to be able to like accept that there can be criticism of it as well um there was a uh, there was some dispute on our one division episode where uh or monica became photon or spectrum or whatever she's gonna be called um and the line of dialogue that is played when she's going through the the hex is actually from Captain Marvel. Having seen it, I, re- I recognize the dialogue scene. We had speculated that it could, it could potentially have been new dialogue, but it was not. So just want to throw that out there. Um, I watched one episode of The Punisher because I, uh, I'm, I'm like I said, my fatigue is gone, has been gone thanks to WandaVision. I'm fully into the MCU, and I'm pretty sure that the Netflix characters are making a return. So I, I wanted to catch up on the next Netflix film. So I started that this week. Um, hopefully I'll get more next week and the week after. Got a lot yeah. to get through. Uh, and then I watched Young Rock. Oh, yeah. oh, oh that's that? out? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That dropped. Mm-hmm. Two episodes are out right now. It's a new NBC sitcom we talked about with Dwayne Johnson as himself and Randall Park as himself. And uh, then a bunch of kids playing various stages of Dwayne Johnson's life. I didn't. I didn't know Randall Park was himself. He's just himself. Yeah, he's he's playing himself. He's playing former actor Randall Park. <laughs> former actor. Do they, do they age him up at all? Nope. <laughs> okay, because like I can buy loosely the idea of the Rock looking the same, mm-hmm. but I can't buy Randall Park looking the same in ten years. Yeah. No. It, 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 it's <laughs> the thing. Uh, it, because of a school project, I had to edit. A, a, bun- a video that used a bunch of footage of The Rock. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, the dude looked totally different a decade ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. like he's. Like, I forgot. He's twice the size. I forgot how different he. Like I, I thought of that as like much earlier than a decade. No, a decade ago is like right around Race to Witch Mountain, and I'm like, it's Fast and Furious. It's Fast and Furious when he. It's starts even to- earlier. Oh, it's man. even earlier. It's Jeez. Race to Witch Mountain. 2009 God. is Witch Mountain. That's insane. <laughs> he's a big boy. That's. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Where he still had like hair going, yeah. that natural look he was going for. Wow. Yeah. Well, anyway, so The Rock is is telling his story. Um, he says it's it's a uh, no holds barred. I'm getting like into the gritty. You're gonna learn a bunch of things, but it's still like it's still through the lens of his because he talks about it in the first episode uh, ryan i'm sure you'd actually really get a lot out of the show because it's a lot about wrestling and yeah. uh, working the gimmick is what he talks about in the first episode um which is the if you, for those of you who don't know it's the wrestlers uh it's what they do to make these characters and they always are these characters that they've created and dwayne johnson talks about how he is still working the gimmick even on his presidential race <laughs> God. Um, and he's like throughout all those films, and like we've seen it, like he's always like Rampage made a billion dollars, was like it's a billion yen. Um he's a, he's a yes man, he's a positive guy. Yeah, so he's always like working that that aspect that I'm the I'm this person, and uh, like it's always an act. So he's like, I'm bringing down the act. I'm telling you, no holds barred everything, but it's still like you're still kind of working the gimmick though, because you're uh, delivering this in a in a sitcom. Yeah, I I <laughs> 
I would never believe The Rock would give us his full, especially on like a, like a network regular TV show kind of thing. Yeah. We're like, you're going to get the secrets of The Rock on this kid's show about his youth. Like I... Yeah. I do think anything I do think anything that's like a major part of the series, like a major event, is true. Sure. I'm sure I'm sure that's more or less true from his account. The other part of it is that like everything's gonna be colored and contextualized by either by Dwayne's voice himself, like reflecting on his youth, Mm -hmm. which is already like we all do it, like every human being does it. You reflect on your youth, you try to tell a story that happened to you about 15 years ago, you're gonna recolor it. You're gonna retext contextualize it. You can't help it. Um, it's not a flawless objective painting of a picture and also probably influenced by the voices of those in his life who were around for those times, which again is also muddying the, the waters of, so, you know, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. That said, it's actually a very funny and very charming show. I highly recommend it. It feels like it's a more sincere, I, I do like that there's a, an upfrontness and openness to it that I don't think exists in like its closest like comparison is everybody hates Chris. Like that, that there is a, there is a sincerity and a realness to it that doesn't exist with a show. Like everybody hates Chris. Like I don't think anybody watches everybody hates Chris and and thinks that anything less Mm -hmm. than like 2% of it is really what happened with Chris Rock's life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's it's a good show though. Um, I'm actually pleasantly surprised by it. Nice. But that's it. Shall we do the news? It's time. I don't know. Ben wants to be here for like six hours, so maybe we should vamp a little. Okay. News time. Bread and butter time. We have Ray Fisher updates. Ray Fisher uh, tweeted about some news that we'll get to um, uh, just after this. Ray Fisher said... He tweeted, do y'all remember that time Walter Hamada and WB Pictures tried to destroy a black man's credibility and publicity and publicly delegitimize a very serious investigation with lies in the press? But hey, Black Superman, A versus A, a over E. Oh. To which... <laughs> oh, no. To which Warner's and the leading investigator of the case responded, essentially saying, let it go, dude. Uh, I, which didn't he clap back again to? Which one? Didn't he clap back to Warner Brothers again? And he called it like a weak and a desperate, the way that they, they responded to his thing. Oh, yes. uh, Yes. I I forgot to put that one in there. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, so I want to be on Fisher's side so bad, guys. I really do. But I'm, I'm, uh. I first off, like uh, it wasn't just Warner Brothers that came forward. It was also the investigator, the lead investigator. Yeah, right. He came forward, and that he, I was just, I was just like amplifying to my point. I wasn't saying he didn't. Sorry. Uh, the the lead investigator comes forward and he says Hamada was honestly helpful in the opposite direction of what Fisher is saying. Like, and I'm like, I know you can't trust corporations and CEOs, but this is tough. Um, and yeah. here's my here's the thing that makes me the saddest about this is that the dismissiveness about the possibility, which we don't know it's unconfirmed, but a black Superman, which everybody's assuming because Ta-Nehisi Coates is attached. Yeah. Um, and Ta-Nehisi Coates, 
uh, is a black activist, and him being involved in a Superman script is only a script is only a positive, regardless of if Superman's going to be black or white, is only a positive for amplifying black voices, mm-hmm. which is something Fisher should be about, which is something Fisher has hinted and used his current platform of battling Warner Brothers to say he is about. Mm-hmm. So him dismissing that positive motion while underhandedly like trying to remind about his issue is sad. It sucks. It's, it's, it's gross. It's a little gross. It's like you don't need to shit on something positive happening related to black voices being amplified at Warner Brothers in order to bring back attention to what's going on with you. This isn't Cyborg getting recasted. Yeah. This isn't even necessarily Superman becoming black. This is this is potentially like like Val Zod, a different you, character. You get down to just Ta-Nehisi Coates gets to go write a Superman yeah. film. That is an amplification of black voices. That is not something he should be shitting on or dismissing. 100%. It's trying not, to bring yeah. back attention to his argument with them. What I'm, what I'm trying to get at is like, if it was something involving his character, I would see, I could see why he's mad, but he is sh- he's shitting on something that he should be actively supporting. Well, like, it's, this it's is not related to him at all. Like, it's... Like, is he going to shoot on every, shit on every, like, new Warner Brothers project that yeah. has black people in it now? Yeah. Well, you know, we've, we've seen this kind of back and forth happen with Warner Brothers and Ray Fisher before with The Flash. You know, he said, I don't want to work with Warner Brothers anymore. And Warner Brothers was like, okay, you're not going to work for us anymore. And he's like, why'd you fire me? Yeah, uh, I, 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 yeah, it's hard, man. Like, like, I, I feel like he's he, he's in a losing battle and he's he's mm-hmm. just making the wrong moves every week. But he's, um, you know what? He's not because everyone's on his everyone's on his side or at least wants to be on his side. Yeah. And the but, thing is, and the thing is, the investigation cost Joss Whedon his job, who yeah. is the primary abuser in the situation. Yep. Yeah, so a positive um, thing happened. Uh, it's yeah, it's 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 tricky because like how far do you go like once the thing like the, the investigation's over the if guy it, lost his anything, job like for him like how much is enough like yeah if anything like hiring ta-nehisi coats onto a superman film is a positive momentum thing possibly even triggered by his actions which he should instead instead of lambasting take some credit for that like they're getting someone who he should be actively appreciating like ta-nehisi coats is a beloved black activist this doesn't make a lot of sense to shit on the progress of him being involved in anything mm-hmm. I, I i that one that just doesn't jive with me i had this conversation with brandon privately and i'm going to bring up this part that i felt uh rafe what ray fisher needs to do at this point what i really wish he'd do is instead of these little social media pot shots he takes write something like what leonard roberts wrote uh, about what happened on Heroes that we talked about a while back. Yeah, that, yeah. that long, open letter. Uh, that's what I want from Ray Fisher. I want you to detail to me, do what Charisma Carpenter did. Charisma Carpenter even did it in a bigger way about the Joss Whedon stuff and like really laid it out and said, here's everything I really yeah. want to express about this. And we've reached a point where Fisher just keeps throwing out these these like little bits from, again, this isn't me saying like I don't believe him or anything like that. I'm not trying to stand against him. I'm just tired of him throwing out like vague things through social media to just like keep it in the keep it in conversation to keep it on our minds but we don't get anything from him to to get us to like the investigation's over tell us your story yeah i want to know your story tell us your story stop just uh making this fight beleaguer on get the public on your side i don't understand why he's not doing that at this point yeah Yeah. that yeah i didn't see that the thing where he bash the the superman announcement that's 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 a real bummer 
Because like Tanahasi Coates, I saw a tweet. It's like I like I I'm more familiar obviously with his comic work, but that dude's been writing like like these like incredible pieces like, yes. for, for for like a decade, right? Yes. Even longer. Uh, somebody on Twitter said Tanahasi Coates is not only like one of the most important voices for Black culture, but he's also the he's one of the best people on morality in America. Right. Mm-hmm. And the fact that that dude, as a black man, gets to write a Superman comic or a Superman movie means like this we are going to get the truest Superman of what it means to be like a real good person. Like I am. That is, I can't believe that that news is, is potentially that's, real. That, that's why I'm saying, like, you know, it really doesn't matter, like, if it's a black Superman or isn't a black Superman, yeah. isn't relevant to the fact that Tana Hesse Coates doing it mm-hmm. is going to make that Superman resonate in a mass way, in a way that relates beyond the average white American. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's Tana Hesse Coates doing it. Tana Hesse Coates did it with white Captain America in yep. his comic book. He can do it with Superman, whether he's white or black. Absolutely. Uh, and and it really is just a shame that, that, that in wanting to keep this this fight in our public consciousness that ray fisher had to backhand that kind of thing that just that that is so counterintuitive and counterproductive i can't Word. i cannot support that choice mm-hmm. uh I, I and i really am getting tired of this part of it they're tired of this like sniping back and forth through social media i want fisher to just come forward and tell a story yeah you, you, you said that uh, um you know what, what you know what will he be happy with and it's like you know he's out for blood he wants all four of them to lose their jobs. He wants Hamada, um, Edmerick, and Johns and Whedon to lose their jobs. That's what he wants. Well, and and like again, like I want to believe him, but we as the public do not have the information to condemn Hamada. We don't have it. Yeah. You know, we don't we we have his word, but again, his word without description. We have his word on like, yes, Hamada did did make put out the Warner Brothers statement in the midst of when the investigation was coming up to say that Fisher was being, you know. Uh, salacious in in everything that he was saying but that that also is still warner brothers stance right now that he's being too slanderous for what the situation was and we don't have the counterpoints from fisher to go with yeah um and there's all these other people who are saying like i agree i support ray fisher i support ray fisher i'm like man i want to support ray fisher too i gotta know the, the story though yeah like what's up it's it's too much of like not knowing i want to support him but i got i you got to give me something and again, and again, look, he got Whedon. Whedon's done. He's finished in this in this industry. Because let's be it. fair. Let's be fair. No, let's be fair. Unfortunately, Ray Fisher is not the person who finished him. Charisma Carpenter and the rest of the Buffy girls coming out finished Whedon. Well, sure, but but, but Ray Fisher did get him did get him fired from Warner Brothers. Absolutely, that didn't mean he was done in the business. But the girls coming, all the girls coming forward, that did mean he was done. Yeah. He's done now. All right. Moving on, though. And that's that. That's not me like wanting to... Sorry, I just want to clarify. That's not me trying to take any credit away from Fisher or anything. That's me wanting to point out how shitty it is that it had to be that many voices for us to know for a fact that Whedon actually was done. Because right. unfortunately, like, Fisher getting him off a Warner Brothers project wasn't, wasn't enough. Yeah. All right. As we alluded to pretty heavily, um, the first bit of news here is that uh, Bad Robots... Uh, Bad Robot will be going into production with Warner Brothers on a Superman movie. Um, J.J. Abrams is actually not involved in any creative process, unlike all of the clickbait articles say. It is, in fact, uh, Hannah Mangala. Mangala? Mangala, sure. Yeah. Uh, She is producing it through Bad Robot. She's a producer of Bad Robot. Just anytime anytime Bad Robot is used, everybody wants to jump to, this means J.J. Abrams is attached, and I'm like, cool, and anytime Amblin is attached, it's Spielberg. Spielberg. Yeah. 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 What it is is the name. That's all. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and as we said, it is written by 
is going to be written by Ta-Nehisi Coates. Now, the, the, that's exciting. And so THR did follow up and say it is a black Superman story, but who knows if that'll be, if that's initial or will change. Who knows? Yeah. It could, um, yeah. Oh, man. I just, freaking people suck on the internet because they're instantly saying, it's like, oh, how dare you be making Superman black? Really? He's, he's, he's always been white. It's like, guys, Earth 2 and Earth 23. Well, it's, yeah. Also, it's, it be, he's an alien, so it doesn't even matter if he's white or not. It doesn't even yeah. matter if it bells off. He's a Kryptonian. He's not a human. It doesn't matter yeah. what his color is. It could be, it could be, it could be President Superman from Earth 23. It could be Vals off from Earth 2. Um, or it could just be a black card, Clark, Clark Kent. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. the only thing that I, that I, wish is i hope they kind of they, they bring back henry cavill as superman because mm-hmm. yeah. he never got and only because not because i want a white superman like i don't i don't give a shit but only because i don't think he got a fair shake in the role i agree as, he, as got as I'm minutes, he got 15 minutes in justice league that's what yeah. we got in, in three movies like but that sucks. as far as i'm concerned he's in three bad movies yeah 100 percent. that's it which are you which one are you counting well, the Snyder cut. So he's okay. in four bad oh, movies, really. Extended yeah. bad. <laughs> and, so, and so, like, I, 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 I've always wanted him to get another shot because I wanted to see what a good writer could do with him because I think he's good as Superman. I I'm, I'm 100% still in that mindset. And I think that, like, we really don't know what the direction of, of the DC films are. And I, I don't, like, you want to make Superman black, make Superman black. I'm all about it. Um, I can look up to a black Superman as easily as I can look up to a white Superman. It doesn't matter. He still flies uh, as long as As long as he's the character... Like as long as he's what Superman is supposed to be, then you you got me. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Um, but I I uh, I feel like there's still potential for Henry Cavill Superman to appear somewhere because we we at least still have the continued idea of like I know like Flashpoint's gonna happen, but like we did see him in Shazam. Yep. Mm-hmm. Not him, but like his Superman. Um, I I think that they that does leave the door open like the multiverse is a thing we can still get henry cavill superman even if we're it's not going to be soon we can still get him somewhere and i hope that does happen i agree with you brandon i really want him to have his shot even if it's not you know uh the the next main superman film right now i i said the sparks like and it's not what i want but like if if they don't know what to do with Superman as an actual like main lead, turn him into the Hulk and just put him as like a side character in movies where like he shows up for a scene and helps out or like or like they have like a meeting or like and again that's not what I want. But if they don't know what to do with him, don't lose the character because Henry Cavill's I, great. I still want uh, Henry Cavill Superman and Zachary Levi Shazam to throw down against the the Rock. As oh, yeah. I, I want that movie bad. That's that's the movie I'm still waiting for really badly, and I hope that that can still happen and we can get Tana Hesse Coates Black. Or Henry Cavill Superman. I don't. I don't care. Whatever it's gonna be. Uh, I'm just really glad Tana Hesse Coates is doing. It. Frankly, I'm just really glad we know a Superman movie is coming. For real. That isn't by Zack Snyder. That's pretty much where I'm at. <laughs> when I heard that we're getting a new Superman movie, I'm thinking it's like mm, this could just be people rumors, you know, because you know how people like to throw rumors out and see what sticks. And then it gained more traction. I'm like, oh shit, this is really happening. Oh shit, I'm getting another Superman movie and like five years maybe Yay. somebody save me uh there's a there's a really good uh you know like we know we have a uh uh supergirl uh a supergirl who's not white and there's a possibility that the superman could be attached to her yep um and that could be something that spills out of flashpoint whatever happens i i'm here for it Todd hesse coates is writing it i'm here for it that's all that matters that is such a um, that is such a banger move yeah because he's not a, sc- a screenwriter at least as far as i'm concerned like that dude writes for like the like I like he's only advised on 
screenplays. Okay. Uh, but yeah, he, that dude, he's like a journalist, uh, first and foremost. And then he, he wrote comics and now he's like a screenwriter, screenwriter. And I'm great. Like, good for him. He, man. he has such a good voice. Um, I definitely someday I'd like for us when it's over to go through the just, just this last week, guys, they just started re- releasing his last issues of Black Panther one year later. Dude, I, picked, uh, I was reading that book like when it started like yeah, four yeah. years ago. So like, it, it, it got delayed for a whole year because of the pandemic. Yeah. They just started releasing the issues uh, for Black Panther for the end of his run. Um, let me tell you, when that's over, I'd, I'd love to pick that up. Um, his Captain America run has been solid. Uh, I just read I read an issue where Cap fights Taskmaster. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Tony Coates has had, you, you were absolutely right. Like, he has such a good voice for morality. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a great thing for Superman. We, we can move on. We all want Henry Cavill back. We're all happy about Coates. Let's go. We just want um, more Superman in the world. Yes. Uh, apparently, according to THR, this will be uh, bouncing off of the pitch um, that was given to them by 2000, in 2019 by Michael B. Jordan. Um, you guys recall Michael B. Jordan had apparently pitched a black Superman to Warner Brothers, and I guess this is kind of the evolution of that. Cool. Great. Awesome. Great. Who knows? Oh, uh, but relatedly, uh, I guess Henry Cavill is attached to Mass Effect in some way. Oh my god. He just said that. He said that out of nowhere, like, yeah, maybe I'm working on a Mass Effect movie. <laughs> and like, well, you can't just say that, Henry. You can't just do that to me. Uh, that's sick. Uh, the whole world, everyone who's played Mass Effect wants a female Commander Shepard, because of the two uh, character choices, she's the better voice actor, and just, it, it works better with that character, I think. Um, but if it's Henry Cavill as man, male Shepard, it's fine. He's cool. He's a, he's a good-looking hunk. Whatever. Um, Henry Cavill, single-handed. Yeah, maybe. Oh God! God, they're not that bold. They wouldn't <laughs> bold to do that kind of shit. It doesn't matter. Is Henry Cavill that bold? Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Henry Cavill uh, has made it his mission in life to fix to 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 do good uh, live action video game things. He's a savior. Oh my God, he's such a he's such a nice guy. I you're you're so right. I really just want him to get another ch- crack at Superman. But yeah. this is awesome. This is this would be really cool news. That, honestly. I'm a Henry Cavill fan. Anything he's in, I'm mm-hmm. I'm pretty much there at this point. Yeah, especially his character Mission Impossible Fallout. Load the guns. <laughs> so good. All right, Blue Beetle had some news. Ooh, um, sweet. We haven't heard about a Blue Beetle movie in a long time. Um, but Angel Manuel Soto, uh, who directed Charm City Kings will direct a Blue Beetle solo film based on Jaime Reyes, the most recent Blue Beetle. Uh, the fourth one, actually, I just found out. And uh, Gareth Dunay Alcoser, Al- yeah, all right, um, who is writing the upcoming Scarface readaptation. They're still doing that? Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, is this be the third Scarface movie? No, but I mean, like that, that re- the, the, the most recent remake has been in development for like a decade, I feel like. Yeah. I feel like I've heard that news for so long. Um, he's writing this movie. Yeah, gotcha. Um, do we know if this is for theaters or for HBO Max? No, they didn't say specifically. They they made the impression that it was theaters, but it could be HBO. Max. I I really hope so because I I I got this nervous pit in my stomach that all the like diversity leads didn't, are going to end up on. Didn't what is what did it say? Shock. Like was it Hamada or Jim? It was Hamada or Jim Lee said that like HBO Max would be for these smaller scale characters. Yeah. But the problem is J- Jaime Reyes. But that's slash, a lot of the diversity leads. That's that's that's, that's why I'm the saying thing. I'm nervous about uh, it. Uh, Blue Beetle is like is like a is a special effects character. Not, like it's not just a dude. That's a dude who has well, like arm guns. No, like. I don't mean to say like I'm sure HBO Max has the money that they can make a HBO Max that's true. release film yeah, that's look true. good. That's, I, that's not the concern. The concern is that I'm just like I feel like just if you get into that pattern, 
of treatment, it's gonna it's always gonna feel like they're slightly lesser because they're the ones that go to streaming service. Yeah. Um, which is the only reason I wanted to know. Uh, otherwise, I'm, I'm happy we'll get a Blue Beetle movie, kind of out of nowhere, but I'm happy about it. Honestly, like it makes me think DC that just do whatever you want. They're gonna go care. the Ant Man approach, and probably Ted Cord will be older and be like the mentor or something. That would make sense. Um, yeah, that'd be not, cool. Not like not like sixty years old, but like he'll be like an adult. Or Jamie, like, what's his what's his name? The guy who runs all the CW verse shows, Greg Berlanti. Yeah, he was working. He was going to direct a Blue and Gold, the Booster Gold yeah. and Cord film, a little while ago. I guess that died on the vine, though. Sounds like it. Yeah. yeah. All right. And then Shazam: Fury of the Gods cast Rachel Ziegler, who is who is Maria in the upcoming West Side Story, in an yeah. undisclosed mystery role. Cool. Hmm. Zatanna. Oh, I'd, I'd watch the shit out of that. Man. I want to see Zatanna in a live action movie. I don't, I just really want Zatanna. I think it's cool. All right. Comics. Still DC, though. Mm. Because Batman is joining Fortnite, but not in the game yet. Oh. Actually, uh, Batman's already been in the game. Whoa. I, I don't play. Shut up. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Batman Fortnite crossover is coming to DC Comics uh, called Zero Point. It's going to be a six issue mini series that'll debut digitally and then physically. Um, I did not put what it's about, but you can tell it's basically just Batman drops in Fortnite. Oh my god! Um, but it's six issues of it, which is that's wild. a lot. That's a lot of comic. Yeah. Wow. Um, the 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 book will be written by Christus Gage, Donald Mustard, Riley Brown, Christian Deuce, Nelson the Castro, and John Kelly's. They did not specify if any of those are artists. I'm sorry. The first one did you say Christoph Gage? Christoph Gage. Christoph Gage. Yeah. That dude's rules. He he's written a whole bunch of Marvel stuff. Um, now, I don't know any of his DC work, but um, that's I don't know if I'll read it. But well, let me tell you what: if you pick up every single issue, you get a code for a character in each issue, and if you get all six codes, you get a special armored Batman. Mother, I'm spending thirty six bucks on this. I mean, you know, you through the rundown, I saw that I'm like, oh no. As as Spark said, uh, the print issues will include codes. Uh, the first code that will include a Rebirth Harley Quinn skin. Um, and then if you collect all six, gotta collect them all, you get the Armored Batman Zero skin. Shit. I guess I'm buying that comic. <laughs> I just hope it's good because I'm buying it anyway. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm a shill. I'm a shill. It's honestly like when you <laughs> equate how much like spending for v bucks is worth for like you know like right. whatever the amount of a comic is is still less than like buying the v bucks to buy a it's a skin, skin a skin for three bucks isn't as actually a better deal yeah so technically it's a it's a win-win it's a win-win <laughs> Here you go. Yep. Uh, if you have dc universe infinite the comic will be free however you will not get the codes uh, i was about to say that's there that's there you go yeah so the print issues are the only ones the codes the digital issues will not have codes right on that's, that's neat Really however, like however, I think if you buy it digitally through like Comixology, it'll have. Oh, yeah. yeah, you have yeah. to spend money on. Yeah, it yeah. If you spend money on it digitally, you get the code. I wonder if there's going to be a trade <laughs> with a different code. Guess who's buying that too? <laughs> oh. <laughs> this is such a dangerous for a hit of Fortnite. Oh, just oh. start getting comics. See, where... see, movie theaters aren't doing it. Fortnite's getting people in the comics though. Uh, Brandon, you play Fall Guys. I'm sure that this isn't in our news. I didn't check though. Uh, you play Fall Guys. We all play Fall Guys. But then Ryan and I also play Fortnite. Uh, in the next season, there are going to be five Fortnite-inspired Fall Guys skins. Oh, 
So oh. Fortnite skins are coming. Original characters are coming to Fall Guys. That's hilarious. See, I was thinking that there should be a giant ugly Fall Guy in Fortnite. I wouldn't be surprised but, if ah! they do the reverse to like to like pay tribute. I wouldn't be surprised. Mind. The reverse happens. Just big jelly monsters. Like there could definitely be a fall. Yeah, yeah. 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 There's seven crossover. people. Crossover. There's, are a, great. there's a sentient man. There's a sentient stack of pancakes that can kill you. Oh my god, it, yeah. If they come to Fortnite, they'll be anatomically correct, so they'll be like seven feet tall. It that is it's a crossover, you're right. Crossover? Crossover. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Oh, spawn! Spawns in Mortal Kombat 11 too. Uh and I had spawn fight Rambo. That's silly. Oh, and uh, the other bit of news for Fortnite is that the Xenomorph and uh, Ripley have shown up. Yeah, they're, yeah I, they're saw, I saw the Xenomorph do a rave dance earlier on YouTube, and it made me laugh. Yep. <laughs> someone was like, "Someone was like, fandom, we want Alien Isolation. Fortnite, here's the Alien skin." Look, they like they they like put so much work into it because Ripley's got her short hair look and her long hair look, and she's got the little crate with the cat in it uh, for her back, and her pickaxe weapon is an arm from the from, from the, the, the giant robot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they know how to do it. Fortnite's good. All right. Last week we talked a bit about what the stat, what this the new milestone comics are going to be. I falsely read the, I, I misread the article, uh, who, which which implied that the person who wrote Milestone Infinite, write, will write the three miniseries, but that is not true, because this week they have announced who the creative teams are. Um, Static season one, will be the first six issues, Static Shock, are going to be written by Vita Ayala. With art by oh my God! with art by Chris Cross and Nicholas Draper Ivy. Such a good, so good for you, Vita. Heck yeah! yeah. Uh, these will be digital first, obviously, and probably go to print eventually. I'll buy that first issue for sure to check it out. Oh, they finally solicited um, uh, the digital first uh, deceased comic. Hope at the hope at World's End. Oh, good. Oh yeah, they finally oh, solicited yeah. the hardcover. I'm excited. Man, that that last issue of the, of that deceased book, man, I can't wait for you guys to check that book out. It's so good. I got oh, yeah. I got that one. I got the because I like the hardcovers because they they look all they all look the same. They're all uniform, gorgeous yeah. hardcovers. Oh yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm hardcover waiting. All right. Icon and Rocket season one, that uh, was the second miniseries, six issues again, will be written by Reginald Hudland and Leon Chills, with art by Doug Braithwaite. Cool. And Reginald's like the guy who's like the showrunner guy, right? I think so. No, think maybe. So. Yeah, probably. I, I didn't recognize yeah, the name, but probably. Yeah, I think that's a guy. Yeah. Yeah. And then Hardware Season 1, again, another six issues, will be written by Brandon Thomas and Dennis Cohen. Brandon Thomas! He did the Horizon and the Batman and the, the Outsiders mini in the Batman book. That gets work getting work done. Thank God. Cool. Yeah. Right on. Good shit. Um, cool. <clears throat> Guys, CBS All Access is dying. It'll be no more. Rip. It's going to transition into Paramount Plus. Don't you mean Paramount? No. <laughs> <laughs> I got it, Ryan. Yeah. Paramount Plus uh, is going to be a new streaming service. What Paramount is doing, we've talked about it before, they are consolidating the Paramount brand and the CBS brand into one new streaming service uh, where everything will be much like a Disney Plus, Peacock, HBO Max. Every other one. I'm honestly surprised they didn't call it Paramount Extra. Paramount Plus got the alliteration. Yeah. Paramount extra? Yeah, just to extra. like get a different oh, extra yeah. phrase so yeah. they're not Disney Plus copying. Paramount Insider. Wait, is that oh. what you think? Apple TV Plus. Yeah. Oh, TV lazy. Plus. I know, no, but that's what I mean. It's like there's plenty of like the pluses. I'm surprised they didn't go for something 
Yeah. I mean, they did name their service CBS All Access before that. So, I mean, <laughs> true. All right. Yeah. I actually have noticed there's a lot of different streaming services that are calling themselves Plus now. I mean, you got Paramount Plus, yep. Disney World Original, but then I was at Pyology the other day and there's a commercial for uh, Discovery Plus. Mm-hmm. Like, all the Discovery Channel shows are on Discovery Plus, a new streaming service. I'm like, I don't care. Who owns Discovery? Anyway. I, li- I like animals. You own Discovery? No. I-, I mean, I list like nature and animals and stuff. Oh, I see what you meant. Oh, okay. I thought you meant, did I like have access to Discovery? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shark Week, baby. <laughs> Which company like, owns? Like, that around for one week out of the year. <laughs> and then it's back to the, back to, it's like, nope, done. Look, look if 80% of Discovery weren't like, log men taking logs across Alaska, like, or whatever it is. Ice road truckers. If it weren't that, then I'd be more about discovery. Oh, all right. Actually, this all right. Quick thing, Brandon, real quick. It's it has you to be a short podcast. I don't care. <laughs> it is gonna be short. Uh, do you guys remember American Chop- Chopper? Has anyone watched that besides me? Oh, um, is that the the, the um, motorcycle show? Motorcycle one, yeah. Yeah, I used to watch it. Yeah. Uh, the father, Paul Tuttle Senior, passed away this week. I don't oh, know what it was exactly. Man. I just saw uh, I just saw that he passed away, which sucks because he was you know he was one of the big guys on the show, so that sucks. That's, That's awful. Um, okay. Well, anyway, thanks for that smooth transition. Um, Paramount Plus, CBS All Access will switch to Paramount Plus on March fourth. Um, those of you who are subscribed to CBS All Access, I think it's me and one other guy, um, <laughs> will transition directly into Paramount Plus. No, no extra charge. In fact, it'll actually be cheaper because um, Paramount Plus will be will have two tiers like CBS All Access. Four ninety nine with commercials and nine ninety nine without. Um, it's actually a dollar cheaper than CBS All Access. Oh, actually, Brandon, I think I know who the other guy is subscribed to, to CBS All Access right now. You've met Bob? No, my roommate. Um, yeah, oh, there's three of us then. Yeah, there's yeah because we subscribed for the Super Bowl and then after the game it's like, hey, RuPaul's Drag Race is on here. So and oh, he's also watching Star Trek. Good, yeah. This, hey, Star Trek. Um, we'll get there. All right, Rugrats. Paramount Plus had a whole thing where they were like, here's everything coming to Paramount Plus. A lot of cool announcements. The big ones is that they they surprised announced a new Rugrats TV series. It is a reboot of the original series, but in a 3D art style. Wait, no, they didn't announce. We knew. Did we? we just hadn't seen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We talked about it on the show. Yeah, we talked about I it. I remember. Yeah. Uh, we, we knew a new Rugrats show was coming, uh, but this was the first look at it. Yeah. Um, well, I told Ryan that like it weirded me out. Um, I just I kind of like the the kind of dirty, which is the best word I have for it, look of the Rugrats animation, the classic animation. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying this is bad. It's it seems good. I just it, it weirds me out. What That's I'm awful. what I'm glad about is that um is that they took a very unique animation approach, and it's not like the new like 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 uh, young adult like everyone looks like kind of the same approach. Like it is it is taking a very unique approach where it's not you know it's not aping you know like Adventure Time or something like that. Like it's it still looks exactly like Rugrats did, but it's like just new and three. It is uh it is unfortunately the exact same animation style as uh the new Camp Coral series. Camp yeah. Coral with that SpongeBob prequel series. Oh well, I don't care about that show. Or we're making the same. Uh, I'm sure it's the same studio yeah. developing. So, mm-hmm. I don't think it was fine. No, actually, when when I saw the when I saw the stills and I saw the thing, um, it kind of reminded me of the old Rugrats PS1 games, but they updated the graphics to go on the PS4. I mean, I feel you. 
it's still Rugrats. I'm when I'm, I was like, oh hey, that's Rugrats. I actually thought that looked pretty good in this. Well, I mean, I'm not a, a big fan of 2D animation going to 3D, but I thought that was like it's the Rugrats. There's no major uh, redesigns. The guy who um, who's running Paramount Plus um, also announced that the original voice cast, the entire original voice cast, has returned to their roles in Rugrats. That's dope. That's dope. Um, don't don't Brandon just ignore it. Okay. <laughs> I was very surprised. <laughs> All right. Sorry, that threw me. Um, executive produced by the original creators of Rugrats also. That's great. Uh, I like I probably won't watch it, but like it looks like like there's love and thought. It's not just it's not just shitting it out, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Looks like it's yeah. Yeah, it looks alright. I I was never a big Rugrats person, so you know. Yeah. Um, I can block right from here apparently. Very nice. <laughs> awesome. All right. The other th- big thing is that Halo is going to move from Showtime and be put on Paramount Plus instead. So it'll be a Paramount Plus original series and not a Showtime original series. Well, I didn't have Showtime, so I was going to have to get it somehow anyway. <laughs> we had yeah. access to it. Uh, okay, now we don't? Well, no, we still have access to it, but it ain't going to be on there. Oh, okay. <laughs> we don't have Paramount Plus. No, that's what I mean. Now I actually have to get I know, I know. It's like I'm pirating it. <laughs> Use my login code, guys. That's, it's a little weird makes me think that like well that's not true because star trek has a huge budget so i was gonna say the budget will be smaller but that's not true um i wonder why the change is there but like as long as the show I think, stays i think same. it's uh i think it's purely driven by we need to attract people to paramount plus halo is whether f- whether it's now or in the future halo is definitely a way to get it man like absolutely that show's filming i can't believe that wild yeah there's a there's um, a guy in a big master chief suit running around that's yeah, so, that that's cool. Um, I uh, really excited that there's a Halo series finally coming. So we'll see. Um, Camp Coral, by the way, you mentioned Camp Coral. That's going to debut on Paramount Plus instead of Nickelodeon. I think yep. we knew that, though. Uh, we did know that. Um, it's it's all tied to like the the SpongeBob movies premiering yeah. on right Paramount Plus as well, and it's tied to that because that's what it's where it's queuing up from and all that. Mm-hmm. Not going to be a, a Nickelodeon original, which is weird um speaking of nickelodeon though they have uh, announced in the same announcement um that they will they've launched a new studio called avatar studios yeah, buddy! what does this mean so not the james cameron avatar it is uh michael dimitar <laughs> demartino yep. and brian kanitsko oh my god they got the guys who yeah. were the, who the creators of avatar Flash Ever, No Legend of Korra, were who, on the Netflix show. Who left. Who left to do this. Uh, they have launched a studio dedicated to stories set in Avatar The Last Airbender. I can't believe that. It's incredible. I definitely oh feel like that Netflix live action series is probably bad now. Death Note. Death Note, guys. Get ready for Death Note. Well, because, because you think <laughs> about it and like they also were kind of working with Shyamalan for the movie before they weren't. Mm-hmm. And yes, then... Yeah. And then the movie was bad. And then they're like, wow, we don't want to leave it on that note. Legend of Korra. And now the Netflix show is going to be bad. And they're like, wow, can not want to leave it on that note. All right, let's just make a whole new initiative. Yeah. yeah. Let's, just go, let's just go back to working with Nickelodeon. We'll just make a studio out of it. Because they know that people want more Avatar. Wasn't the, oh, yeah. the book, the Kyoshi book that just came out recently? Well, that's been considered a hit, right? Yeah. Yes. Both critically and financially. Sure. Yeah. Um, so uh, they I, will I, go ahead. No, you finished what you're saying. Well, I was just going to say, um, the, the, the 
Um, they're going to debut new content set in that world, past, present, future what of that world, like bounce around timelines on Paramount Plus, Nickelodeon platforms, and unspecified third-party platforms, oh, as shit. well as cinemas. Oh. So the first thing they're working on is a theatrical animated film that will debut in theaters. Oh my god, it's going to be a 2D animated good-looking movie! Yeah. Well, we hope. We We don't know it'll be 2D yet. I got it, I made it. I am excited. I will admit, I worry a little about oversaturation for The Last Airbender, mostly because I think that that world is pretty solid, uh, although I haven't finished Legend of Korra myself. You jerks. Um, So that leaves me in like a... uh, I hope I hope watch it soon. I hope everything will be okay. Uh, but yeah. also, um, I really, really hope that they get some some. They allow a lot of like diverse, different voices to tackle some of the wider spectrums. If they're doing like past and future stuff, I, I hope that it's it's not something where, you know, I think that there'd be a really good idea to get some people of other cultures writing some of these works. I think at this point, or uh, other yeah. backgrounds, especially if you're, I don't know, if you're gonna write. Uh, romance where they turn out to be queer at the end, you should maybe have people who know how to write that properly so that it's built up correctly. That's why uh, I had a doesn't offend a whole bunch of uh, fans and feel like queer baiting. So I'm just saying, I hope that there are more, more diversity in the writing that way, I, that way. I understand that, but a lot of gay people did. No, I get kind it. Of what matters. No, I get it. No, you're right. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I'm, 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 I'm really stoked about this, but I'm going to go ahead. I forgot what I was going to say. No, um, yeah. When Sparks said oversaturation, I was oh, I like, remember. Wow. They're doing the same thing they did with Star Trek. Kurtzman has like a million oh, yeah. Star Trek shows in production. Now Avatar Studios will be dedicated solely to the one property. They're gonna put out so many. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I, I truly hope for the best. Uh mm-hmm. I, I think a lot about um Rick Rick Riordan for some reason comes to my mind with this a lot, who does the the Percy Jackson. Yeah. And uh, those series, because the thing is that he tackled Egyptian and Norse and Greek and then and and kind of Roman because of it. But then he stopped. He didn't go beyond those mythologies, but he has allowed other writers of diverse backgrounds to come and pitch for those cultures, their mythologies and how they would tie it into work in the Rick Riordan universe of things. And so, like, you know. You, you have people who have created the Chinese mythology and African mythologies and all these things. They are tying those things in. And the fact that he has opened that gate, that's kind of what I want to see happen at the Avatar Studios. Sure. That's that's okay. a lot of what I think of is I want it to be like, come in here, come play in our sandbox. This is like, I want to ha- guide you through into like you doing a thing yeah. that's very okay. diverse over here. And that's that's kind of the example I want us to see. I'm sure I'm sure we'll get that. Yeah. Um, this is this is also last week. I didn't talk about it because I didn't want to talk about rumors, but it's kind of related. Um, we heard a rumor that the that the Avatar live action will age up Katara to be the oldest sibling. But she's supposed to be like sixteen. I don't think that's that bad. That's no, not that bad. Age up. They um they they in the in the in the original show it, you know she's younger because you know they Aang and Katara are meant to be together. But I think yeah. the theory uh, that people are bouncing around as if this rumor is true is that Katara being older will um, have have her hook up or be with Zuko at the end of the series. Ugh. Which was also a, a very prominent ship when the original series was airing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hey, man. Shipper's gonna ship. You know what? The best thing, honestly, at this point, the best thing the live-action series can do is be very different. 
True. Rather than trying I to guess. be a faithful yeah. adaptation. That's yeah. honestly the best thing it can do at this point. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the other big news that they, uh, much like um, Warner Brothers did and then Universal has done, uh, Paramount announced that they will have a shorter window for theatrical films debuting on their streaming service. Good. More to uh, than, than normal, uh, obviously. Um, Mission Impossible 7, A Quiet Place 2, and the Paw Patrol movie. Uh-huh. Gotta know about that one. Yeah, that's uh, a Paw. Will debut 45 days after, will debut on the streaming service 45 days after they premiere in theaters. Wasn't uh, Top Gun Maverick in this list as well? I didn't see it. I, I thought I did, but that's why I just wanted to ask. I, I didn't see it, but I think that the implication was that everything. This is an everything right. deal from the for, for free. Uh, the only reason I thought of Top Gun Maverick is because that's the soonest of those uh, Quiet Place yeah. parts as well. Yeah, Are these for um, free on the service. If they you have the, if you have the service, yeah. Well, that's what I mean. After, like for, after forty five days, it'll it'll come on the service, just like how after a few months Mulan came on. Disney yeah, yeah, Plus. yeah. That seems like a very very good reason to have that service now. If anything, because like Mission Impossible Seven is a huge movie. Like yeah, yeah. My, Top Gun's a huge movie. Like this is that's good for that service. I think. Yeah, it, it's it's like Universal. Um, the 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 most apt comparison is when Universal said that they will have a seventeen day window for uh, movies coming from theaters to VOD. This will just be the next step. It's just this is streaming. Hey man, I mean while we're while we're in this pandemic, I mean that is that is a sure way to get people on your new service. Yeah, yeah. they they said that specifically the forty five day thing will be for tent poles, like the big ones, like the Mission Impossibles, um, but then it will be thirty days for the smaller ones. Okay, oh, yeah, that's even less time. Nice. Um, they also announced upcoming movies such as the new Beavis and Butthead movie, a workaholics movie with the original cast, oh, yes. wow. the new Paranormal Activity movie, which we've heard about, and a Pet Cemetery sequel. Oh. Prequel. Uh, sorry. prequel. Oh. Prequel. Will all skip theaters and debut exclusively on Paramount Plus when they're ready? Hmm. hmm. Man, they're they're taking it seriously. All right. Yeah. Huh? The new Paranormal Activity movie is actually really intriguing. I'm super stoked for that because of who's involved. So that'd be cool. Who is it again? Do you remember? It's the Happy Death Day director. And oh, God. Director. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah, 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 yeah. Also, he wrote a bunch of the Paranormal Activity movies. <laughs> Oh, are they? All right. Oh, the first three, those are the good ones. That's oh, that is true. Yeah. Um, they they're also looking to develop. They're, from now on, they will look to develop four to six feature films for the streaming service. Um, and that's obviously as well as uh their their shows on on top of their shows. Um, No Time to Die, which is the new James Bond movie, um, will debut on that service sometime in the future. It's just going to be the service it debuts on when it goes to streaming. All right. When, oh. when's, that, when's that coming out again? November? July? Yeah. November, oh. yes. <laughs> I don't know. Well, who knows? Who knows? Um, and that's thanks to a deal with MGM. Thanks, Muggum. Um, so, yeah. Cool. That sounds actually really cool. Uh, there was also some news about a Dora live action series. We're getting there. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Um, because now we're kind of in the, in the TV show realm. Um, I'll just start there, actually. Uh, Dora the Explorer and the Fairy of the Odd Parents will receive live action television shows on Paramount's on Paramount Plus. Oh, Fairy of the Odd Parents, cool. Yeah, wow. it's not the girl from the Dora movie. I don't care. Yeah, no, it, it's it's the it's going to be the six to six to to twelve Dora the Explorer, not the. No, nope, I don't care then. <laughs> yeah, me too. It's not the girl from Transformers Seven or whatever. Uh, Dora the Lost City of Gold is uh, is awesome. It's a banger. It's a banger. Yeah. All right. Um, one of the big things that they wanted to announce was that they are going to reboot Frasier 
been kind of hearing rumors about this for a while, but yes, this is true. Kelsey Grammer is returning to the role of Frasier. I got a, mm-hmm. I, I, I got a weird love for Frasier because I watched it growing up, and I have a, a poster on my wall that's "What if Frasier joined the Fantastic Four? And it's just <laughs> him saying, "Here I come, crime." Uh, <laughs> Frasier is a weird, real smart asshole. Uh, it's gonna be, that's gonna be a weird show in 2021, man. Uh, I don't know. Chris, uh, Chris Harris, who wrote "How I Met Your Mother." And Joe Cristalli, who wrote Life in Pieces, are writing the new series. Okay. I mean, everything gets rebooted eventually, right? Yeah. yeah. It's true. Probably none more successfully than Will and Grace. I will stick to that. Oh, Jack. Um, Jack! Go ahead. What were you going to say? I really don't want to. I, I rethought it. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Now I'm worried. I am not I am I do not think the original <laughs> series of Will and Grace holds up very well at all by any modern scrutiny. Yeah. Uh, I by the way, it handles in, homosexuality. I haven't watched it since I was seven, so so it's but, not uh, so my, my point was that it's not hard for the reboot to be better. Yeah. Um they will also be debuting adaptations of Love Story, The Italian Job, and Fatal Attraction, uh, and the Parallax View, uh, new shows based on those movie properties. Um, to go along with their Godfather series that they're doing with Oscar Isaac. Um, those are going to be new shows on the service. Wow. Hmm. And then Star Trek Prodigy, which we heard was a new Nickelodeon Netflix series. They debuted a first look um, and said it will go to Paramount Plus first before going to Nickelodeon. Hmm. Bunch of aliens. Yeah, it looks like Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, I mean, it's just like a bunch of aliens. I, I don't know, like... I, hey, you know what? I've been wrong before. Um, I find Discovery to be aggressively fine. I like Picard and I love Laura Dex. It's also very much not made for you. That is also true. Um, but it being Star Trek, like, you know, I can only hope for the best. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. But I, 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 you know, like it can be good and also not really gel with you and still be solid. Uh, it's a kid show. Yeah. It, it, uh, it's, yeah. I, I hope it's I hope it's good. I just think it's cool they're making a Star Trek kid show. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Kate Mulgrew returning as Captain Janeway, which we talked about. Um, nice. It's just, yeah the the you know first glance being a Star Trek fan like these are Star Trek aliens that don't look in the same design uh, and the same disca- design discussion as the original aliens, but you know whatever. It's a Star first Star first Star episode they're doing like Blues Clues style stuff on on the ship, and you're like oh <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Hey, I, like I said, I can only hope for the best. I can only hope for it to be good. What's this, kids? I die lithium crystal? That's not going to happen. <laughs> Twilight Zone has been canceled. They slipped that right in I'm there. Honestly, I'm, not, very under the radar. I'm not shocked because like the hype was real, and then I don't know anyone talking about that show. Part of it was because they launched that show on a service nobody wanted to pay for. Word. Yeah. Wrong. I think it was like, yeah, wrong place, wrong time kind of thing. Totally. Yeah, it came out around the same time. If Twilight Zone had gone to Netflix, people would have watched it. Oh, 100%. Everybody would have watched it. We probably would have reviewed it. Yeah, that that series, I watched the first episode, and then I I have CBS All Access, and I never went back to watch it. I watched the first Um, episode because it was free on YouTube, and I thought it was good, but then I didn't because I don't have the service. From from my understanding, I also watched the first episode. Uh, From my understanding... overall it's it's just a mixed bag you know like yeah. there's there's some real great standout episodes and there's some where they're like Meh. Meh. yeah well, fanny, fanny actually kept going with it because once we got cbs all access she, she started watching it and she agrees it's a mixed bag there are some episodes that are really good and there are some that are kind of yeah 
that's that's kind of par for the course when you're doing anthology yeah it happens it happens all right loki's apparently coming june 11th and not in may yeah that was surprising but uh kind of makes sense when you get the later announcement about disney plus shows oh yeah yeah that one (laughs) um um, and then spider-man after after a day of teasing us with the title for the new spider-man movie we now know it's called spider-man no way home that was cute yeah it was cute cute. Uh, no way home's a good title yeah Mm -hmm. I think like if it's evolving weird multiverse stuff like that seems to make sense. Yeah. Um, sad if it's apparently December. We'll see if that happens. I believe it. Yeah. Um, we'll see what Black Widow comes first. Let's see. Hold on. Yeah. I, I can't, I can't I say anything. I don't think Spider-Man will move. Yeah. I, I well, I it's hard. I highly imagine we're all going to theaters, and I don't think Spider-Man will will move regardless of if Marvel movies before it move. Okay. I don't think Spider-Man gets pushed back because other things get pushed back. You can push Black Widow after Spider-Man. I can't. I can't. Here's the thing. I can't, the no, thing. I'm just, I can't. I can't imagine Black Widow getting pushed again. I can't do it. I don't think that they want to delay the. Well, first off, Sony doesn't want to delay the Spider-Man film because that right now they've kept up a good, clean track record of. Uh, a Spider-Man film every two years, and I think they want to keep that. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, Spider-Man and Doctor Strange are the follow-up to WandaVision. So I think they'll want to keep that track going. Yeah. Sweet Christmas! What's up, Mag? Mag says, sweet Christmas. There sweet it is. For you. All right. Video games, guys. Video games. Right? Video games. Ooh, this was a big week for video games. Oh, lordy, lordy, it was. Holy crap. All right. You see Ben getting ready like, this is my turf. <laughs> um, uh, Republic Commando. Star Wars Republic Commando is getting a uh, uh, a port to PlayStation 4 and Switch. Mm-hmm. I played this game on my Xbox last year. It was great. I, I, I have this game right now on my Xbox. <laughs> yeah. so I'm like, that's real cool. I, I was hoping it was going to be a little more than just the games out. Yeah. But I, that's great. Like you, And again, like you can't. That game's not multiplayer. Like you can't play that game with like, like your friends, and that bums me out so much. I was hoping that announcement was coming. Um, this makes me hope that there might be something in that works with this franchise. But that's just my my brain thinking. Because um, why? There's no real reason to do that unless you just right. Like uh, they just, just they've been re-releasing steadily all of the older Star Wars games. Yeah, they have uh, up to to ports. So. That's true. You're right. I just we're just that- I don't think they're making a new Pod Racer game, but they brought the Episode One Pod Racer game to Switch. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. like it's. Well, as far as the next news item is that no, I'm kidding. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Republic Commander. We talked about it. I think that game rules. Uh, so it's really cool that it's coming to a more modern console. One of the one of definitely the best Star Wars games ever made. For yeah. Sure. Um. Okay. I think you didn't want to talk about this, Ryan. Anthem Next was canceled. <laughs> oh boy, guys. So, um, so Anthem was a game that came out two years ago. It's made by my babies, my babes at Bioware, who made Mass Effect, and then and Dragon Age, but since then, they've they've really floundered. Uh, uh, Mass Effect Andromeda was not very good, and then Anthem was a live-service Destiny-type game that was a, was dead on arrival. Um, nobody liked it. It's like an Iron Man-type game, but like people didn't like the controls. People thought the story was bad. Like Overall, a flop. Um, two weeks ago, EA, I think it was EA, said, we're putting Anthem under review if we're going to continue to improve the game or not. And we found out this week that they are not continuing Anthem anymore. Um... And that broke the hearts of seven fans well, they, worldwide. Because they were working on improvements for Mass Effect Andromeda. And then they said, 
we're holding that to work on improvements for Anthem. And now they're like, never mind. Yeah, so Mass Effect and Because they yeah. announced that a year ago. They announced yeah. a year ago they were working on major massive fixes for Anthem. Anthem next. Anthem yeah. Next. Like, like, you know, Destiny got a bunch of patches. Like, Avengers is getting patched. So everyone thought mm-hmm. Anthem would get the update, which they said they've been working on for a year. But it turns out, I guess, the year of work has not paid off. So mm-hmm. that game, that game's still going to be online. It's just going to be in the state that it's currently at. And it does have its fans, but like I played the demo of that game and I, I, I'm never going to try that game. I could play for free on game pass. I it's a bio. It's the only Bioware game I have never played. And I probably mm-hmm. won't. And you know what happens sometimes. I guess Bioware is re- going to go to different projects now, right? Yeah. They, they said they're shifting that, um, the, the next Dragon Age, uh, uh, that it was going to be a live service game, and now they've nixed that. Oh man, that was such good news! I couldn't tell you how happy it was because I didn't know that Dragon Age was going to be a Destiny type game, and that would ruin that franchise, like they have every other EA franchise. So thank God they realized. Uh, you can thank Star Wars uh, Jedi Fallen Order because with that success, people EA saw that single player games can be successful. Right, because this has been something where EA has been wanting to push live service games on Bioware. Yeah. And uh, and now EA has backed off of that for the Dragon Age game because they were like, all right, people really like Jedi Fallen Order and really hated Anthem, so... Yeah, uh, Bioware... Again, much much like a lot of companies that EA buys, like Bioware mm-hmm. is a is a shell of what it used to be. Like they made my favorite game, and now they've made games that I don't even touch anymore. So like yeah. the fact that like there could be some sort of just the thing that sucks, just get rid of it. If you can't fix it, just get rid of it. Actually, focus on the games that could be good. So yeah. sucks for Anthem. Uh, great for Dragon Age. Um, all right, now we are at Sony's State of Play happened this week. That it did. I completely uh, it that blindsided me. I was like. Wait, we're getting a what? They announced it like a literally like a day or two before it happened. So yeah, it was real, real quick. It was quick. Um, Final Fantasy VII, the remake, yeah. um, is getting a, a PlayStation Five upgrade. Yeah, it um, is, and we'll also get a new uh, DLC, a new episode called Integ- yep. Integrade. Do you have the character? Do you have the character's name? I want Brandon to say it. Do you have the character's name, Brandon? I deliberately didn't write it down. No! no, he actually did. I'm looking at the I'm looking at the rundown myself, and he totally didn't add it. So yeah, I, I, love it. That's I was good. like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> Yuffie Isaragi, that's the yeah. name of the character in uh, 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 Final Fantasy. She is a Final Fantasy VII mainstay. Technically, she's a secret character that you can add to the party along with her and Vincent Valentine, but that's mm-hmm. later. But the fact that she's having her own episode in Final Fantasy VII remake. It, that's completely and wholly her own. I'm for it because Yuffie, when you first meet her in the original game, she just kind of jumps up at you and tries to steal your materia. And now you actually get to see what she's doing in Midgar right before Sector Seven crashes down. Uh, so Ben, you've played Final Fantasy 15. Uh, there were like how many episodes? There were like six like DLC episodes of individual characters. Five? No, okay, four. a lot. Four. Yeah, anyway, you have Noctis's three friends, and then you have Arden, which is the last one. Arden's so cool. That's a cool bad guy. I like that guy. Um, I think they're gonna do that with with a bunch of these characters. I think like Vincent will probably get one. I think like Yuffie is probably. Gotta fill that time until the next one. Uh, it's gonna be like six years. And which is more bullshit because either this is stuff that could have been in this version of the game, or it's stuff that could be in the next version of the game. So they're still delaying that next game because of this. So uh, so uh, this this is coming to PS5 directly, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. as well as you can have your PS4 version upgrade to a PS5 version when you have a PS5 for free, but you can't get the special episode. You have to you buy have the to new buy game. Uh, yeah, which is, which is... That's rough. some Kingdom Hearts shit right there. Uh, yeah. 
and uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake is coming for free to PS Plus members next month, tomorrow. Yep. yep. Uh, but that version also cannot be uh, upgraded to the PS5 version. I can play it for free for now, though, so that's really cool. Um, yeah. Because I remember so, I loaned it to you, Ryan. I loaned you Final Fantasy VII, and you never ha- and you never touched it. It was a bad time. It's a better time well, now. Uh, now you now you can now you can. You're getting I, it for free, bud. I'm just gonna wait and buy the PS5 copy. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't have a PS5. You might as well. Uh, I Ryan. Ryan. Glad I held out. <laughs> Ryan. Yes, you do have a PS5. See, here's the thing. He just got it. I can't be playing with it this quick. He's got to he's got to play it's with the baby. Like, it's not like the Switch. It's not like the Switch where he can just I'm going to take the Switch in the dock and yeah, I'm going to go it's upstairs. Not that easy. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying if you believe hard enough. You're right. It'll manifest in my room. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um Kina Bridge of Spirits will This looks like a this is a like it's like a third person platformer type game. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the staff, the staff, yes, yes. it looks I, fine. It looks like a third person platformer. I'm still into the design of this, and uh, I'm I'm sure it'll play really nicely on PS. It just reminds me of there are so many like third person like platformers like Cameo, Elements of Power, or Knack, or even Astro Astrobot. But Astrobot's like good, where they're just like kind of like fine platformers with like good character yeah. stuff. It looks like one of those games to me, yeah. uh, and it could be better, but like. Most of these games turn out just fine. More, more than anything, the art design is is getting to me in a way that, like, Knack, for example, never yeah. did. Uh, the art design for this is working for me. Yeah. I, I'm going to, like, it's not something I need to get when it comes out, obviously. But, like, if I hear good enough stuff, I'll probably check it out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, June 10th was for Final Fantasy VII. Uh, August 24th will be the release date on the PlayStation 4 and the PlayStation 5 for this game. Cool. Returnal had a new gameplay trailer. So, so we now know we now know what that game is. That game's Hades. That game's a that game's mm-hmm. a procedurally generated roguelike with story elements. Yeah. I, nobody knew that. Now, okay, so the house mark, the people who made this game, every other game that they have made before have been $15, $20 small, small, small indie games, like really small indie games. So when they were first announced to make this huge scoping game, now I know it's procedurally generated. Now it makes more sense that this small company is making this game because this game is not as big as you think it is. Uh, this is a procedurally generated game where you'll probably play it for a couple hours, uh, redoing it, getting new stuff, building your character, going through like a story, but everything around it's procedurally generated. Um, so now I kind of have a better understanding of what it is. The combat looks really cool. It looks like bullet hell where you're avoiding stuff. It looks like control. The combat looks like control. Makes me excited. Uh, and I love the designs. The monsters look I so still, cool. I have been digging it ever since we saw the first stuff from Eternal. I'm still yeah. digging it. I'm definitely like, man, I hope this story is as cool as I think it's going to be. It, it looks like it could be a huge mess or it could be like really cool. Yeah. 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 Um, Oddworld Soulstorm announced that it's going to be on the PlayStation 5 and the PlayStation 4 come uh, April 6th. Yep. Uh, and the PlayStation 5 version will be the one of the PlayStation Plus um, uh, for, for, for April. Nice. Man, look at that. That's great. They're giving uh, new games out. Uh, yeah, it looks like another one of those games. Um, I'm, I've never really been... I've never been an All the Worlds fan. I've never played any of the All the Worlds games. The only ones I know of are uh, Abe's Odyssey and Stranger's Wrath. Yeah, Those are the ones I've heard that, that are like really, really good. But everything else, it's like, I have no idea what's going on. There are all of them except for Stranger's Wrath. Stranger's Wrath is an open-world bounty hunting game. All of these are extremely hard platformers. Okay. And they're all a little bit odd, I'd say. Uh, Sparks, I see what you went there. Crash Bandicoot 4, it's about time, will be released on the PlayStation 5 on March 12th. I, cool. I don't... I Okay. I had game a feeling looks, it was. Yeah, game looked good. Looks, the game looks even better. 
Yeah, it's it's one of the last launches on the PS4, so I had a feeling, or one of the last sold launches on the PS4, so I had a feeling it was going to come out on the PS5 eventually. Yeah. Well, to be honest with you, just in my experience, like everything that's that I've looked like gone through already, that's like PlayStation 4, and you're playing on PlayStation 5, already does look some marginal amount of better and loads faster. Yeah, if yeah, like if it's not. Like it's not going to be like a graphical upgrade, but it will run smoother. It will run at yeah, 60, yeah. 30 frames or 60 frames. So it will look better right. just by the frame. And, rate, it, yeah. and it loads faster. Like I've had that experience yeah. with things that I can't just upgrade to the PS5 version. It's, it's like, this is great. I... And then Sifu oh, yes. will turn the student into the master as each time the player character dies, they're revived, slightly older, and more skilled. Right, that is that is cool. This looks like this is the new trend right now is to do a lot of roguelikes. It is the trend. Like Dark Souls was the trend, and then a couple years ago, uh, like Rogue Legacy was a really big yeah, one. Yeah, this this looks like we're going to be seeing a lot more where they play with the idea of you die, but you keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I'm into it, man. I, 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 the, the, I, the game they made before this had a similar martial arts art style, but it was very much just like almost like um like crash test dummies, like very blank characters. Oh, I remember doing, that. Absolver, yeah, doing really cool fight stuff. So like the the, the 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 action's there, but like the character stuff and like the look wasn't there. Now they got me. Now yeah, they got this looks, like- This looks really good. I like the narrative design. Yeah, um, yeah. the martial arts look sick. Like, like the connections look really cool. It looks great. Solar Ash had a gameplay trailer. Which one was this one? This is the one that's uh, very bright and colorful. It looks like uh, Lots it's, of, it's from the team that made Hyperlight Drifter. It's a lot of motion. Fast movement. Right. In the, the, the black hole. Dragon. In the black hole. Yeah. 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 This, uh, there's also, funny enough, there's a lot of games like this coming out where it's all about movement based, being like movement based and like collecting orbs to continue your movement. But this also is like part Shadow of the Colossus where you're like on top of a giant snake monster trying to like take them out. Yeah. So this is, uh, this is one where I'm watching and I'm like, man they're going to keep making games like this, but they're going to start working in that PlayStation 5 controller into the mechanics oh, like, yeah. specifically. And again, like that Astro's Playroom experience really showed me, oh, this this can get cool because of the motion sensor, the weird, yo, there's like a part in your PlayStation 5 controller where for Astro's Playroom, there's a big fan and you have to blow on your controller to make the fan spin and yep. and it senses that, but it's it's all, oh. you know, it's cool. Sorry, I need a quick snack break. <laughs> um, Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach got a gameplay trailer. Uh, this is this is definitely the most different of the Five Nights games. This looks like um, a modern horror game like, like Resident Evil 7 mm-hmm. or Outlast. Uh, the, the original Five Nights games are you're stuck in a security booth yeah. and you're like looking to the left, looking to the right, trying to catch monsters before they get you. This is just like you're avoiding monsters running around like like a real like a real video game. Not that those other ones aren't, um, but it's definitely like this is like an upgrade to the franchise. They're not calling it like it's called Security Beach, but like it's they're not calling it like a big Five Nights at Freddy's thing. Like they're trying yeah. to yeah. kind of like up up the brand. It feels they're- like. like big ass game they're using the five nights of phrase name but it's not like five nights of phrase six or seven or anything yeah. like that it's yeah, like yeah. it's still five nights of phrase but guess what you get to move now yeah 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 uh there's actually some imagery in this that was pretty scary yeah um that willie's wonderland nick cage movies app people seem to love oh, it yeah. or hate it so that makes me excited to watch it <laughs> no i All saw right. an image creeping around the internet of a, a chuck e cheese like an animatronic oh, chuck yeah. e. Cheese. Landfill, and it's just like, oh, how the mighty have fallen. All right. <laughs> and the last thing we'll talk about the state of play is Death Loop's new trailer, very James Bond inspired. Oh, Death Loop. 
So I'm still not 100% sure what this game is because of the death loop aspect. But the other games that these people have made have been mission-based like Hitman games where you so, go to a mission and you take out the enemy however you want. So it looks like to be Hitman, but you just replay the missions. So what I understand from what Patrick and Austin talked about on Waypoint a while back is that it seems that the game is that you're playing the, the person mm-hmm. and you have to complete the mission against NPCs. Yes. And you can be hunted by that NPC or you'll be hunted by another player and you can choose if you want the multiplayer where it's another player hunting Good. you in the loop or it's an NPC hunting you. I'm glad that you can make the choice because I wouldn't want a real player always hunting me. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be bad. And so you get or- to make that choice, but that's the amount of multiplayer. And so the multiplayer is reduced down to two. Cool. But the the targets that you're hunting, that you're hunting and avoiding the hunter for, or like vice versa, whatever it is, those ones are always NPCs. Yeah. They're not people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I just meant like with like you dying and like how does like, how does pr- uh, progression happen? Like, is it a roguelike thing where you have to kill everyone in one mission to beat the game? Or is it you kill one person, the story progresses, and you can still die and that person stays dead? That's what I'm curious about. So I about. think you have to complete a, a mission of more than like a single kill. Yeah. Or or if the it is a single kill, it's very hard. And that's your mission. And if you finish your mission before the npc or other player killer gets you 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 clear yeah but if they kill you you You, start the loop and they they get points for it okay so this this does sound like arcane's other games where like you go to a mission and then like the mission begins and like this is the area you do your mission in yeah so it sounds like that just with like hey you have someone trying to kill you and you restart this that's cool like james bond's cool guys like the aesthetic is like really like weird like it like, feels like, like a really inventive idea, and yeah. and a uh, big deal that it's uh, both main characters that you can play are people of color. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I think uh, this this looks real cool. Um, okay, now Pokemon Day happened. Uh, sorry, yep. real quick before we move on, Ben, did you? I because you're the only person I thought might want to. Did you want to talk about the other Final Fantasy VII thing? Uh, I heard it was just a mobile game. The cool, I haven't really looked into it. I was more um, focused on the integrated trailer with the Yuffie, but I did hear they're doing essentially they're remaking Final Fantasy VII for a mobile game or as a mobile game, but they're including the entirety of the Final Fantasy VII timeline going from before Crisis all the way to Advent Children. So, there's a Cerberus, yeah, they're including Dirge of Cerberus, they're including Crisis Core, they're doing before Crisis, they're doing everything that was a Final Fantasy timeline they're putting into it, which I think is cool, but it's a mobile game, and I'm not really too keen on mobile RPGs, because they are all, they're also, I, there tend to be gotcha games where you have to spend money to get stuff. I'm looking at you, Final Fantasy 7, or Final Fantasy Brave Exodus, but um, besides that, I'm happy because there are people, there are diehard fans of just the Final Fantasy 7 timeline. Mm-hmm. I like all of Final Fantasy. So as much as I love 7, I like the other games a lot as well. It just it's seven because it was so popular, much like like a yeah. ten or fifteen. Yeah. Seven has literally a thousand hours more content than eight oh, yeah. or nine or eleven. Oh, so yeah. like it's easy for people to latch onto that more because there's mm-hmm. just way more of it. Oh yeah, I mean okay. yeah yeah. But other than that, um, I'm happy. It's, I mean, if I hear really really great things about it, and if it's just like yeah, it's like a five buck game, and you and it's the whole thing all one, you don't have to worry about anything else. I might give it a shot. Yeah, I figure if you're usually generally, especially with Square Enix mobile games, if you're paying for the game, there's no, usually nothing else yeah. gotcha about it. You just you have the game on your mobile yeah. device. Yeah, um, the style where they do where they do the dialogue and the voice acting looks really cool. I do like the it. Does, style. It does. It uh, does. It looks like like if, at this point, if you want to play the classic, that's the way to play it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, 
Anyway, sorry, Brandon. Go ahead. No, there's no problem. Um, Pokemon Day. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, 25 years of Pokemon. I watched the intro video. That was really cool. That was oh my, cool. Did you watch that video? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That is maybe, like, the most impressive, like, nostalgia look back at, like, I was, like, I was like almost crying. I'm like, oh my god, look at all the shit that I, my mom bought for me. <laughs> He's gonna pull out his, his Pokemon games now. Of course he is. Not just the no, I'm playing out the my original Game Boy Pocket that I've had since the '90s with so... my original with my original red version. Oh, that thing is a lot smaller than I remember it being. Yeah, right. Was, I thought this, exactly. was, well, this was the version that came out after the brick. This was supposed to be easily fit in your pocket because yeah. yeah, even though the original Game Boy was, I guess I just assumed I had bigger pockets back then. <laughs> yeah, and then you got right. the white color, then you got this beauty we, uh, right here. We used to have the pockets on the side of our pants that like folded over, mm, and they oh, had a yeah. Velcro piece, and you'd yeah. pop it up, and then you'd. Oh, yeah. yeah. Got my Game Boy. All right. Pokemon oh, Day happened, though, where they announced uh, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. Where so you make Diamond the- Pearl. Yep, this was one of the big things that a lot of people were jonesing for when we had the Nintendo Direct last week. Um, I had a feeling they were going to wait for it because we all because Pokemon's anniversary is coming up as as well as Legend of Zelda. Their anniversary video is coming probably during E3. But yep, it's happening. It's going to be for the Switch, and it's following the same formula like uh, Fire Red, Leaf Green, Soul Silver, and Heart Gold, and Omega Ruby, Alpha Sapphire are doing, which is they're remaking the game to make it to fit the art style, and they're adding some more stuff, little stuff here and there. But it's um, also it's also Sinnoh, which actually was the, the game that got me back into Pokemon because I skipped Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald and got oh. back into Diamond and Pearl. And by God, it looks gorgeous. I don't know why people are mad about the art style. I don't know why people are mad. It's like, oh, it's chibi. It's gross. It's like, screw all y'all. This is freaking cute. Um, it's the internet. People complain about everything. Of the, course uh, they do. The original director of those two games, Diamond and Pearl, is directing mm-hmm. this these new remakes yep. uh, and they're looking at a late 2021 release date probably Makes november sense. they're yeah. probably around like my um our mine sparks is and brand's birthday because that's when sword and shield came out so they're probably gonna just stick with the holiday release because they know yeah. people have been dying for a diamond pearl it's kind of been it's like the pokemon coming like every 15 year when a, when a game reaches like a certain year mark that's when they make the remake for it because we've got everything else remade for a system and now we're here, Diamond Pearl. Only maybe like in the next seven years or so, we'll get black and white on the Switch or whatever console is coming out for Nintendo by that point. Mm-hmm. They'll both be called black and white, though. Uh, no, they'll just be black, black, and white, white. <laughs> I, I didn't want to go that way because I felt that was racist. But no, just doubling right. down on the on on the colors. <laughs> but I do like the titles for uh, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. I do like that. I like that. Yeah. A lot. Um. Pokemon Snap had a new gameplay trailer. Yeah, Yo, it did. Was so good, was gorgeous. God. Man, that video, that opening video was really cool. When I got to the snap, and we see what yeah. the snap used to look like, and take off the, the things and I had all the, that, baby. Oh yeah, the Tamagotchi. Yeah, this definitely looks like like a a new like it is. It's what it is. It's a new Pokemon Snap. Like you're taking mm-hmm. pictures, you're throwing apples to make them happy. You're like so yeah. good. I'm yeah. so I'm so. You get to see Pokemon do something like you get to see Venusaur jump into a lake or jump into a a, a pool by uh, a waterfall, and a bunch of water Pokemon are just like, so. Um, like, yeah, the the uh, um, the the what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, you can share uh, your pictures online. Mm-hmm. The community. Yep. That's um, that. Yeah, you because like that was the whole thing with the other one. I was like, look at the look at the look at the look at 
good, mom. Look what I did. Like now yeah. you can just like email her instead. There's, it's I'm pretty sure there's gonna be because the Switch already has a social media interface with it where you can uh, attach your Twitch to it or not your your well, your Twitch and your uh, your Twitter feed. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure once the Pokemon Snap comes out, people are gonna be posting a bunch of pictures on Twitter. I was like, look yeah. how cool this shot is of my Pokemon. Um, and then the the they've only announced three things really. Uh, the third one is Pokemon Legends Arceus. Arce yeah. Whatever. So Arceus Arceus same thing. I but, think uh, so early this, this, is this is the one guys this is the pokemon game that literally everyone's been waiting for like just just make an open world pokemon game like like you could have i'm glad to doing it now i'll say that hell yeah mm -hmm. it's gonna probably get delayed next year come out in two years because uh, that game does not look done look, there's only like seven trees in that trailer but i'm still excited <laughs> um the the um the game will take place in diamond and pearl Sinnoh region uh players will be creating Sinnoh's first pokedex and features Rowlet, Cyndaquil, and Oshawott as starter Pokemon. This is, uh, yeah, it takes place this. years in the past. This is an older oh, popular Pokemon. The, the the designs of the Pokeballs have like a have like a latch on them, and but there's still like magic. I, <laughs> this is, I love it. This is the, mark my words. This is the game Brandon plays that that pulls him into Pokemon. The thing, oh, yeah. the, the thing that really got me was like obviously you saw you can do battles with random Pokemon, but it's just you running around and you can just throw a Pokemon a Pokeball and catch the Pokemon just right there. That's yeah. that's the dream for all eternity, and they mm -hmm. and it's it's taken 25 years, but we're here. Yeah, um, Pokemon Legends Arceus looks gorgeous i love the because that's one of the things some people like a bunch when when you were kids you're talking about pokemon and then something's like well pokemon been around for thousands of years what happened back then did they catch them did they train them and we kind of get an answer a little bit because i actually really do dig the design never a question i had never a question <laughs> i had okay those who okay me and brandon had that question but one of the things i do i do love the design of the old school po of, the, of like the semi-ancient pokeballs Mm -hmm. How you can still look at it's like that's still a Pokeball, but it's like because you have to like latch it and then throw it. Oh, look um, at Mag! Look at Mag being a Pokemon expert. Hell yeah, good job. Oh, I never saw the Arceus movie. Yeah, I haven't watched the Pokemon movie in a while. Cool. Yeah, they, like, the last Pokemon. Actually, the last Pokemon movies I saw were the original three, one, two, and three, because Brandon loaned them to me because he had the Steelbook deep Blu-rays of them, and I got jealous because I wanted them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, I also. Um, okay. personal points for me you guys all know silver is my favorite pokemon game uh it's the best one in my opinion fight me but uh cyndaquil is my favorite starter and cyndaquil is making a return as a starter pokemon a lot, of people enjoy, a lot of people enjoy rollet the, the owl and i know a lot of people also enjoy oshawa but my boy cyndaquil yeah, yeah. Get, typhlosion get typhlosion is like my favorite pokemon like Ty i like typhlosion is. yeah Typhlosion is the best. He's one of the best stars. I know everyone goes to Charizard because like, oh, but it's Charizard. It's like, yeah, but Typhlosion, man. No, no. Ty Typhlosion has like a flaming mane. Like, like get out of here, Charizard. He's got a tail. Get out of here. I also like Typhlosion. Yeah, Typhlosion. Yeah. Uh, the last game I played was gold. There you go. Um, yeah, like this game's really early. Like they, there really wasn't a lot in the game because uh, uh, it's still. Like, yeah, you're just getting the the idea of it. Yeah, but but the yeah. idea alone, it's like. They did the Breath of the Wild shot, and I'm like, okay, you did it. Like, this is a big-ass game. Thank you. Um, I also agree with you, Ryan. This game's probably going to get delayed a few times, which I'm okay with, because we're getting Diamond and Pearl at the end of the year. <laughs> what? Uh, this mag. Oh, oh uh, still waiting <laughs> Still waiting for a Fire Sheep Goat starter. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh All right. What, uh, Turtle Take wasn't enough for you? You're going to get it, Ryan. 
So what? What? What'd you say, Ryan? You, oh, it said like, the fire sheep Pokemon. You can call it Fleep. Fire <laughs> sheep. I'm so you know, I never. So I didn't play black and white, but I know Turpig, the fire starter, is essentially a pig. And if I, because I don't normally nickname my Pokemon until I started playing uh, Sword. And then I thought to myself, I was like, you know, if I did get Turpig, I'm probably going to name him Bacon. Oh, I've never in my entire life named a Pokemon a nickname because their names change when they evolve. Yeah. And like, I always thought that was cool. But like, yeah. that's also like, I name my pets, so I don't know why. I think that's weird. <laughs> uh, I always preferred Digimon. Digimon rules too, because they went back to their rookie forms and they talked. And they talked. They did. Yeah, I gotta watch that new Digimon show. Apparently, it rules. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, it's on Hulu. Uh, subbed. All right, miscellaneous news. District Ten is officially in production. The sequel to District Nine. Shout out to Play, Terry Tatchell, and Neil Blomkamp are writing the script right now. Okay, I was about to say because Neil Baumclamp is an alien in that at the end of that movie. So what what's we gonna do with but that? Charles yeah, he's yeah, Charles Copley. Um, it's cool that he's returning to the franchise. It's a shame that that's his best movie, and he's only made worse movies going forward. So it's if you got to return to the good thing, do what you got to do. I love, I like he, he's a great filmmaker. Like Chappie, progressively he, worse. Yeah, Elysium's fine. Chappie's bad. Like yeah. so. Uh, District 9 was great. I was yeah. really hoping three years from then we we're gonna get a sequel. It's been a lot longer than three years. What took him so long? Yeah, no, bad movies. no, no, what took the prawn so long? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm look, I'm looking forward to this. I'm, I'm, you know, I think we all agree that we would have still liked to have seen him do his alien movie, um, or Halo, or Halo, but Halo. you know what? Go back. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for him that he spends so much time conceptualizing projects that get taken away from him. Yeah. Like, like regardless of like the quality of Elysium or Chappie, yeah. like it sucks how much work he's put into these majorly cool looking ideas that he, just become nothing. Didn't he, was it him? He directed some of the Halo live he action? Made the, he made the Halo live action yeah, Super yeah. Bowl trailers. That's right. Those are good. Yeah, yeah. And he did a proof of concept movie. That's a shame, yeah. Yeah. He didn't work forward onto Dawn, right? No, 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 no. He was going on by then. Yeah. But no, uh, Animaniacs people. was renewed. Sorry, Ben. What? No, I was just going to say because the Halo 3 ODST live action commercials were amazing. Yeah. Um, Animaniacs has been renewed for a third season ahead of its second season debut. Jesus. Cool. Nice. Uh, cool. Yeah. Terminator. This came out of nowhere. Netflix is developing, is developing an anime based on the Terminator franchise. With Matson Tomlin, who is the co-writer for the Batman, as the showrunner, the, the 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 new Batman coming out, the new Bat, the Batman. That's yeah, that's pretty cool. I hope the animation doesn't look like shit. <sighs> oh, dude, like this news excites me because that means they like like the budget's off. Like they can do whatever they want with cool robots. I swear, if it looks like Pacific Rim, I swear. To well, God. it's not it's not Polygon. It's Project IG, which I'm not too familiar with. Okay, so it could go either way. I always like uh, Studio Mir as far as like yeah. the Netflix stuff goes. I uh, I just uh, that's cool. Like, I'm glad it's an anime instead of just like some like American cartoon because I think they'll go way ballsier with it being yeah. a weird anime. And Netflix has been has had success uh, to various levels. Um, apparently, according to him, the show will be taking big swings and going for the heart. Uh, and Tomlin intends to approach Terminator in a way that breaks conventions, subverts expectations, and has real guts. 
Yo, what if the anime series just proves the multiverse of all the Terminator films? Like, <laughs> takes that Matt Smith character and say, spreads him throughout all yes. the Terminator films. He's the watcher. He's the watcher and narrates the show. Yo, if they did, I'm 100% in. Yeah. I'm 100% in. Yeah. Anything that makes the Terminator movies a big, dumb multiverse, I'm all about. I just, I wonder if it'll be, like, a completely new thing that's, like, separate from Sarah Connor and all that stuff. Or it'll be a continuation and we get some dark fate stuff because that movie deserves more love. Agreed. Wait, do we think? Do we think Arnold's in it? Not at first. Oh, He's visually, good at everything. Ab- visually, absolutely. It's yeah. so easy. You can just show the T eight hundred model. That's true. Constantly, like I'm sure he's visually represented. No, I'm talking about is Arnold voicing a I, new I, version I, of the T eight hundred. I will say it. It won't be a big a season like beginning thing, but that's like a cliffhanger kind of like big reveal. Honestly, thing. honestly. Arnold's voicing a preschooler superhero kindergarten show. So, yes. <laughs> yes. You he's know the- what? You're right. He is he- doing that. So, there is no reason why he can't he do was, the Terminator one. He was Pops in Genesis and he was Carl in Dark Fate. Yeah. Carl. Oh, Carl. He was a nice husband. What a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Dark Fate rules. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I wonder. Maybe he'll be as American. Maybe he'll be the American Arnold Schwarzenegger that they based the T eight hundred on. The Southern accent. Oh boy. Yeah. What was his name? Colonel Candy or something? Something awful. Colonel Sanders. All right. Star Wars: The Bad Batch. Disney Plus released a bunch of shit saying like, "Here's when a bunch of our stuff is coming." And Star Wars: The Bad Batch was announced to be coming out, starting to be released on May the fourth. Yeah, so it seems to me like this is meant to... This is why Loki's pushed to June. Makes sense. I think that, like, even though they're Marvel and Star Wars and they're separate things, they don't want to run a new show up against another new show. A big new show. Yeah. Uh, So I think that's why we're getting some space for Loki. So, you know, we genre nerds are still watching a show on Disney+, Plus even as we wait between Marvel shows. And and by pushing Loki a few months, that makes the gap between... Only one month. Okay, there you go. Uh, it makes the gap between the other things just a little less less bad. With a little yeah. Bit less, yeah. yeah, so this should time out to come out just about right after Falcon and Winter Soldier ends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. I think it's the same week. I think it's a couple days before because it's coming out on Tuesday and not a Friday. But, but I have to imagine the Bad Batch is going to run past Loki. Yeah, I imagine Bad Batch will probably be closer to 22 episodes. Oh, you think so? We'll see. Well, Clone Wars was. I just imagine that know, was like a, I, a mini, like a different thing. I yeah. have a suspicion that it's like a 12, 13. That's what I was imagining. Yeah. I would, uh, I, I would kind of hope, I don't know how much room there is for the Bad Batch to sustain a multiple 22 episode seasons. That's, that's what I mean. Like yeah. making a good focus story. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, that's cool. I'm excited for that show. Uh-huh. I had a fun talk with Ken on conversation. Stay tuned Ooh. about that show. All right. No, like, no, like, like special things. It's just, we just chatted about how excited we were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Mag oh, says, really? and allegedly Widow movie in May. Actually, it the same week. Oh, cool. All right. Uh, Magic Kingdom Universe. The Magic Kingdom Universe is happening on Disney+. Plus. We're getting a new shared universe oh, cool. from Disney. Um, from Ron Moore. Battlestars Galactica Zone? Yep. Battlestar Galactica uh outlast and um what's the show he's got on apple tv plus for all mankind oh um so ron moore will be launching a franchise part of his new disney contract he's going to be launching a franchise of streaming projects 
The first of which will be called the Society of Explorers and Adventurers. Or Adventurers. I'm going to misspell that. Um, this will be the first one. This will be the first movie. Um, the, the description, this is from the article. I just took this from the article. The description displaces the characters and landmarks from various Disney theme parks and feature films into an alternate reality. Hmm. So. Okay. They want this to compete with Disney and with, with, with Marvel and Star Wars. Have like another. Is type. this, does this Americans, America's Kingdom Hearts? And I, <laughs> I'm not being serious about that. Yeah. All of the Disney properties teaming up together in some way. Well, I think this is all based in, um, this is all based in like, what is the, the, the theme park lore of uh, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad? Oh. What is the theme park lore of Haunted Mansion? Oh, okay. Things like that. Got it. This isn't uh, this isn't Mickey and Friends or any of the Disney inspired Disney film inspired rides. Got it. Okay. Being be you know what is the what is the lore of Space Mountain? Mm. That's that's what kind of like the uh, the comics that Marvel put out the Disney Kingdom comics. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. This is this is about those things. Those things that yeah. do have a story designed to them and expanding on them. Okay, so like an animated like what Big Rail Big Thunder Balls whatever it's called is about. Like why? Right, just why think about, just think about every other ride that uh, <laughs> isn't Pirates of the Caribbean or Jungle Cruise. Star Wars. That that uh, that is the Disney original rides that they haven't made a movie about that they don't feel like should go to theaters, but they should do it for Disney Plus. Well, they said that the um, that the the skipper on the Jungle Cruise uh, is as a potential main character uh, for this movie. I wonder Um, if this. I wonder if this contract. But they don't mean mean Dwayne Johnson. No, they mean the one in the park. Yeah, yeah. What Ben? I wonder if this is how we're finally going to get the Kingdom Keepers books adapted to the screen in some way. Wasn't Joan Favreau working on an adaptation of that? That I'm not sure of, but this is definitely not going to be the bridge to Kingdom Keepers. Damn. Yeah. I love those books. And then uh, Netflix finally announced the release dates of two new shows. Um, small little teasers uh, to announce what these are. Um, the Irregulars, which is a Sherlock Holmes spinoff, which reinterprets the uh, the irregulars of the Sherlock Holmes series uh, into uh, kind of their own detective force. Um, well, they're they're kids who help Sherlock and and uh, solve crimes in the books. Right, the irregulars. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea what that is. I just told no, you the kids who help Sherlock. Oh, I get Holmes. it. <laughs> yeah. In, in the books, the movies always er- er- erase them. The movies never use oh, them. Oh, that makes sense. I've never heard of them. Okay. Yeah, uh, they were prominent characters in the books, and I guess so prominent that Netflix has decided to make a series off of them. Cool, young, 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 young kids in Sherlock. All right. Well, they've been aged up. Oh, oh medium kids in Sherlock. Yeah, uh, teenagers. This uh, is like Sarah Jane Adventures for Sherlock Holmes. That could be cute. Okay, all yeah, right. No, no, like a like a hardcore Sarah Jane Adventures. Actually, that's that's mm. exactly what that actually are. sounds. All right. Okay. Um, yeah, the, the trailer is like 221B Baker Street, and then it moves over and like, it's these guys actually. So, uh, <laughs> that was funny. And then Jupiter's Legacy had a small little teaser announcing its release date of May 7th. That's crazy. Um, so I haven't read all of Jupiter's, Jupiter's Legacy. That's a Frank Miller. Nope. Frank Miller? Nope. Mark Millar. Mark Millar and Frank Quietly. That's where the Frank came. Frank Quietly, who is a often uh, Grant Morrison collaborator. Um, book looks great. I don't I don't remember I remember liking it, but I remember since then I was also young and stupid. So uh, uh, apparently 
that book's fine. Do, so we'll see. Do we know um, if Mila Kunis and um, Josh Gimel? No, no. What's his name? Dave Bautista? No. I don't know what you're talking about. Aldovis saying... Anderson? No. Saying just saying words 21 now. 21 Jump Street. Jonah Hill? Jonah Hill? No, the other one. Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum. Will they both be coming back for this? Oh, I get what you're doing. God. The, the Wachowski movie. Jupiter's <laughs> Ascending. Yes, God. Oh. That, was Man, God. that took us a while to get there. Yeah. Um, God. That, that, oh, really that book is pretty. So, like, who knows if, if the mo- the show will be good. No, it is not attached to Jupiter's Ascending. Oh, my bad. <laughs> this is a Mark Millar. This is the Millar world, whatever the hell he called it. Sorry, that's my mistake. I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> yeah. um, Mag says Kevin Smith uh, was even offered for a Disney project. Didn't know that. Oh. All right, trailers. T. Talk. Solar Opposites. Season two had its first trailer. I love Rick and Morty. Yeah, I, I like Solar Opposites. It's a fun show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the the motivated me enough to still pick this up yet. I will say, you know what? I might just have one episode for you to watch that I think is actually pretty cool. Uh, okay. And I think you can watch it like standalone, not having watched the series. Okay. Um, I'll think about that. It's just, it's just, I, you know, there, it's a long list of shows, and I'm like, if I want this vibe, I go to Rick and Morty. I got, I got a show like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is from Mike Flanagan, uh, who, not Mike Flanagan, Jesus, not the, not the Blyhouse. Just- what? No, no, no. It's the Mike, something who does, who does, um, Lower Decks. He's doing this with Justin Roiland. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Um, so the guy, so it's like two of the guys. It's him and who's doing Lower Decks. And all right, System Shock. So, System Shock is a uh, is an old. Well, you know more about it. Um, System Shock is an old uh, game that was the precursor for Bo- the Bioshock series. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's yeah. this one's very all techno, more cyberpunk stuff. Cyberpunk horror, uh, and it's getting a pretty sick looking remake. And the trailer just came out this week. And I'm I never played the original System Shocks, but a friend of the podcast Matt brought this to my attention, and I was like, you know, I this looks cool. I want to play this. Yeah. Um. I, I played the original a long time ago. Um, and then go look if you look at it now, the game it's it's a game from like nineteen ninety five. Like it's aged. Like it just it happens with time. Um, and then Bioshock came out in two thousand seven. That game looks like looks like beautiful and it's awesome. And it's like it's the same like it's the same like it's like a spiritual successor. Like same like bad shit happens because of of terrible people. Um, this looks great. Like I, it looks like Bioshock, but it's System Shock. Like I can't I can't wait to, to play this again with a fresh a fresh coat of paint. It's super spooky. Master. Oh yeah. Okay. So um, I let, love Lord Raiden. Let me talk about this one for a second. Hold on. There's a there's a great line while I was looking it up. Uh, Chris Friend Lambert. Whenever you beat an opponent, he goes, "You will share the same fate as Shinnok. And I'm like, "Yeah, you will." <laughs> so this well, they is, got him to do it. <laughs> yeah. This uh, Master is a movie that's coming from Jamal Bradley. Uh, Jamal Bradley. Sorry. Um, he is working with um, Steamroller Studios. Uh, to produce it and the co-director Peter Ramsey from Spider-Verse yeah. is also executive producing this which is uh, why there's quite a similar Spider-Verse look um, this is this is a largely uh, smaller animation studio and it's entirely driven by uh, a black creative team um, 
and it looks really good. I like seeing that Spider-Verse uh, animation style continuing in something. And uh, this movie isn't coming out for a while next year, maybe even the year after. Uh, but I just wanted this trailer dropped and it came to my attention. I'm like, yo, I want to put eyes on this because this looks cool. Yeah, more yeah. more movies that like that that look like Spider-Verse. Like I'm 100% on board. Yeah. Um, yeah, but what what's the like like flat what what is it imitation is like the best form of flattery? Flattery, yeah, 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 yeah. Like it's not like I was I was hoping more Spider Verse stuff would come out, so I'm glad it's happening at least sometimes. Yeah, uh, this looks really good. I'm glad you brought this to our attention. The Mighty Ducks Game Changers. This is like the seventh trailer we watched for this time. Yep, <laughs> it's the third one actually, but yeah, we definitely should have only watched this one. This is a great trailer, by the way. This is a great trailer for a show I won't watch, but this should have been the trailer they released because now I actually know what the show has heart and I know what like the characters are going through and like the kids actually seem charming in this in this trailer. Like this trailer sold me, but I'm I'm still not gonna watch it because I don't care about the Mighty Ducks. Right. It looks great. It looks good. But it's a good trailer. Yeah. Um yeah, yeah this is the trailer we should be seeing. Uh let's drag out that dead horse that is Ben really doesn't like it because it's called the Mighty Ducks. Uh let's go. Ben, you still don't like this uh, show because they call it the Mighty Ducks? Oh, I'm not going to entertain that. Um, actually, I'm curious to see what happened to Gordon Bombay to make him hate hockey so much now. Killed a kid. Now Ben's interested. We did it. Trailer <laughs> success. Gordon Bombay. You, you guys are actually correct. Um, this is a really cool trailer. And part of me wonders that if the, the new coach of the Ducks, the, the one who cuts the kid and says, hey, if you're not good now, you're never going to get good. It's like, is, that can't be Charlie from the original movies, can it? Why not? I mean, no, it, it was a sarcastic one. It's like, is it? Is it? I don't know. Ben, look down at the ticker. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Uh, uh, Bad Boys. What was the the, the movie with the small kid? Oh, with the uh, kids? Good Boys. Good Boys. Uh, yeah, Thor from that movie. He's like the star, like the kid in this. And I'm like, he looks good. Like I like that kid. So like again, like I have no history with the Mighty Ducks, but like but, this 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 could be a good show. Like yeah. I mean, despite the fact that I'm I was mad that it's called the Mighty Ducks, but the Mighty Ducks are the bad guys. It does bring a, up a point about God damn it, Brandon. Really. <laughs> As I was going to say, it does bring up a point about how kids who want to play sports who may not be the most athletically inclined, yours truly, but they still really want to play. And they want just to go and have fun. Because there is, unfortunately, a culture out there where kids start playing sports at a very, very young age and their parents keep pushing them and pushing them and pushing them to only make them to become like a future star athlete. Uh, Spark, oh, go ahead. So, so you would say, Ben, that uh, it really looks like the characters in this are going to change the game. That they, uh -huh. they will, in fact, change the game of the Mighty Ducks. I forgot a colon. Colon's in there, too. Can I do it fast <laughs> enough? Uh, Good night, ladies and gentlemen. How weird is it, how weird is it seeing um, Lauren Graham? So I was just talking right about that, like, it's weird seeing her like this. And it's not necessarily because I'm watching a bunch of Gilmore Girls, so that certainly contributes to it. It's that she hasn't really appeared in anything for, like, seven years. <laughs> and and uh, so, like, she's just suddenly aged. Well, she did a Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. I didn't watch that yet. Yeah, she's you're, just, so, you're right, Brandon. So shut up. Brandon, you're right. <laughs> they will change the game. Can I change the ticker myself? No, you're not the host. Well, actually, he can because he never logged out. Oh, no, the power. 
If he I wants to, I can't believe I'm going to tell him this. If he wants to, he can make my screen disappear. Yo! I'm not going to do that. That's funny. Um, the Gordon Bombay. Pacific Rim, the black, had a second trailer. This trailer. Yo, the Jaegers and the Kaiju look real good. Yes. I, I wish that the people didn't move stupid. They... <laughs> this is my stream, mother effer. <laughs> um, yeah, like this trailer. Uh, is, that a, is that another team that regularly loses whenever they get to the championship? I'm oh. sorry. What happened to what happened to when my team played your team in the in the playoffs that one year in 2014? Oh yeah, we beat you when, when we were down three games to none. Oh, what about that fourth thing that happened? About the time when we won three World Series in the last decade. How many have you won in the last 50 years? I love sports. First- First of all, different sport, asshole. Secondly, Listen. we won the cup that year. You lost. Doesn't matter. Listen. To me, only matters to you. This is a pretty good trailer, I think. I still really, really hate anytime people talk. But as long as I know that the Jaegers and the Kaiju look good, then I will I will accept it. Uh, the story, the story elements are are intriguing to me. These people living out on their own. This is this, so. This this trailer, uh, I was I was interested, even excited at times. This trailer got me super hyped. I'm yeah. really excited for the show now. Yeah, I, I will. I was I was I was hesitant to watch it, even if it is Pacific Rim. Um, but this trailer, now that I know what the story is, like I'm definitely more sold on it, and I will I will at least watch the first episode um, to see if it's if it's worth watching. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I just wish the people were better. I agree. Like oh, it's the only thing. It's it's. Yeah, it's a bummer. It's a bummer. As I was, as I was trying to say, everything involving the Jaegers and the Kaiju. Oh, that's cool. Everything when the humans moved. God, that looks bad. You know what? It looks less stiff than it did in Godzilla. So there's the there's the plus. I mean, it's going, it's weird. going from an F to a D minus is still. It's like from being constipated to pooping. It's still poop. You know okay, okay. But think so, about that as the compliment that it is, because yeah. then, because you know, they'll keep getting better incrementally. In about fifteen years, we'll get a good show out of them. Hell yeah, that's the dream. <laughs> you know, it's weird because there's times there are two instances where animation that's kind of like this works for me, and that's Dragon Prince and High Score Girl. Dragon Prince, yeah, it's a little blocky, but uh, Dragon Prince looks a lot better than this. It does. It looks so much better. High Score Girls is a three D, is a three D animated show where the movements are a little stiff, but it's not too egregious because you're mostly focusing on the kids playing video games. Yeah, so, um... but just looking at how characters move, it's like they're moving. It, it, when they're running, it looks like they're moving at like twelve FPS. And normally, I don't bitch and moan about FPS, but this time, I'm like, yikes. No, it's just it's, it's like they cut out frames to it's, save money. It's mm-hmm. it's just it's super noticeable when you go from the monster stuff to the human stuff. That's just what yeah. it is. That's yeah. the yeah, yeah, that's the probably the most jarring part is that like the, the motion of like the Jaegers with the kaiju looks so smooth, and then you get to the people and they look stiff and weird, and I'm like, What why? They're like they're doing a really bad robot thing. Yeah. At the end of the day, you know, I, I kind of gave up because this from what we've seen so far, this looks really this doesn't I don't know where this fits in the Pacific Rim continuity. Yeah, right. Um, but like after Pacific Rim Uprising was to me disappointing. I've not yet yeah. re- re- I like to watch it. Um yeah. I, I'm kind of just I'm just kind of like give me a good Pacific Rim thing. I'm okay. I don't care about continuity. Yeah. Oh, I don't I've never cared about continuity. I mean, I that, there was a time before Pacific Rim Uprising that I did and I was really into the Pacific Rim continuity, but now I'm just kind of like just give me something good. Or mm-hmm. just want to see robots punching giant monsters. That's you know, not, not even just that. I just want something good. Give me a good story. Yeah. Give me some good drama. I'm good. I'm there and for good, it. 
and good robot punching. Joran, Princess of Snow and Blood. Joran? Heck yeah. I love anime. Which one was this one? Um, this is the one that is a new Crunchyroll original it's... set in a, a fantastical version of uh, earlier uh, era Japan. And yeah. uh, the... and it just looks it just looks really cool, really well animated. Mm-hmm. I love um, I love trailer. the I love the animation of uh, the skull appearing under. Yeah, yeah. Any trailer that has like character intros, I'm all about. It's like this is this person. He has a he has a solid will and a like, great good tempo. I'm like I, cool, love it. Big there's game. um there's also uh, I always like anime trailers because they do like a, a J-pop song with some cool action. And I'm like oh yeah, let's do yeah, yeah anime. It was a good uh, it was a good pop. Yeah yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah, that's good. Luca. Man. Pixar, baby. Luca looks great. Okay, I one of my favorite things about this is that this is the first Pixar film where they're, they've are wholly abandoned a consistent style for humans. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. I'm all about it. Uh, that being said, it is a consistent style to the Pixar short, La Luna, but that's because mm. uh, the director did la luna um yeah. so that makes sense but uh i do like these character models i like that they are so distinctly uh stylized and different i'm very glad that pixar is willing to go in that direction where their people don't need to look the same um because we've had more or less the same looking humans for most of pixar's run yeah yeah mm-hmm. uh yeah this looks really good i love the animation style it looks a little ardman inspired a little uh um, it's it's gorgeous. I didn't yeah. know. It was, I didn't know it was about sea monsters. I think that's cool. Nobody did yeah. till this kid. That's great. I love it. I just love how the kids turn go from sea monster to human and back again to every time they're in contact with water. It's a really cool um, yeah. animation trick that they've been doing. And I love the way he spits water on the on the guy's face. And he's just half sea monster. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, I am a sucker in animation for any big burly man who you can only see his yeah. eyebrows. Like, uh, uh, Cloudy with a chance of meatballs dad That's what I'm has yeah. this. And uh, La Luna had this. And, and here, sure enough, is another uh, large father figure. Uh, with just the eyebrows that you can't see under, and I love that look. Um, so I'm super into that. Man, I really liked La Luna. Me too. That was a really good short. That's yeah. I think I think still my favorite Pixar short is La Luna. It's definitely up there as one of my favorites. It's a super yeah. good one. I just love how the kid makes a connection. That the, that was the first the Pixar short that made me cry. Uh, Lava was mine, but. Mm. Um, I just love it when the kid makes a connection and how like the dad and the grandpa they have their tools based on their mustaches. <laughs> All right, Army of the Dead, which is Zack Snyder's newest Netflix. And movie. guys, Resident Evil Extinction looks real good. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I wanna, I wanna like this movie because like I, I wanna support a new Zack Snyder movie. I wanna support the cast. I think it's just a bad teaser. I think it's not a good teaser. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, There's just not enough to say anything. Yeah, about. it like I, I know what the film looks like, and it doesn't look like your. It doesn't typically look like a Zack Snyder movie. It looks looks kind of just like a generic like action movie from what I've seen. I I know what the movie's about. It's a heist in a zombie apocalypse. I get nothing from that in this trailer. Yeah. It's a, I mean, it's a, it's a teaser based on like look how many zombies there are and like uh hey guys it's in Vegas and it's like cool yeah yeah yeah. I mean, I got something of a high five when they opened the vault and the money stacked up. But besides that, it's like, oh, look, they're killing zombies left and right. It looks more like Dawn of the Dead than 
when you when you put that kind of vault shot alongside all the lavish richness of Las Vegas to begin with, it doesn't mean anything in the context. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All right. Modoc. <laughs> I'm ready. Give it to me. I'm, I'm so sorry. Glad I co- I'm sorry. I'm I thought so- this coffee was for everyone. Yeah. I'm so glad that this project survived. I'm so glad we're getting Pat and Oswalt doing Modoc. I'm happy. Yeah, when, when, do we know when it's coming out? Uh, May, I believe. Yeah, if it May sounds right. I think May twenty first. Uh, yeah, it, like super robot chicken vibes. Like I'm, yeah. I'm very, very. But stuck. not exactly the same. Yeah. I'm glad that it's not exactly the same style because there are other things that aren't robot chicken that ape that style. Yeah. Uh, and this this at least does something a little different with it, and I'm really grateful for that. Yeah. yeah I'm really playing. And it says for killing, and then he's like, oh, "I'm still alive." Shoots the parachute. Ah, for ki- for, for killing. It means for killing. I think Pat's a, a great choice for a comedic mode. He is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't expect this will get past what they've already done, because um, I know we know that Kevin Feige's probably cracking down on a lot of this stuff. But I'm glad this survived for now. I don't think I don't think Kevin Feige cares about animated projects. I think I think if it's animated, he's he's hands off because I, I don't think he cares at all about Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur coming to Disney Plus. Well, but he canceled the the offenders, the other offenders, the Howard the Duck and um, the other ones. I understand that. Uh, I I just don't think uh, I understand that, um, and it could be because he had some idea he wanted to do for the characters or just didn't believe in the team. But I I don't see him like if people like Modok, I don't see him putting the hammer down on it for some reason. Yeah. Uh, we will see. Barbarian and the Troll. Sparks, you put this one on here. Yeah, I did. Oh, uh, my God. Uh, I didn't know that Nickelodeon was getting a puppet show. But <laughs> now I know that Nickelodeon's getting a puppet show. And I'm real excited. I I busted up the first time uh, that they did the Alexa joke. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, man, I... I I don't know, like, it definitely at the same time that I love it, it also makes me feel old, because uh, I'm like, man, yeah. this is kids' comedy using puppet stuff, and they're making fun of, like, modern technology, yeah. and I'm like, dang, I'm here, but uh, but I'm so happy to see it. It looks so good. This is, like, my favorite, like, puppet thing that I've honestly seen in a while, and I can't believe, again, like, like it's Nickelodeon, like, no offense yeah. to Nickelodeon, like, I didn't know that they could do this or wanted to do this. Uh, like, a D&D, like a fantasy adventure, both puppets, like, I'm I'm so into it. I even love how they even put their own joke in that the trailer is like and puppets and they're like puppets like yeah and it's a, a puppet show it's like and she's like oh and the barbarian is like yeah I love puppets um yeah this uh I I hope I hope it's as good as the trailer yeah yeah uh, this will be the first kid show that I watch like on Nickelodeon in uh, since I was a child maybe. I know it looks really really <laughs> yeah. good and then the last trailer sparks another one put on here Final Space season three now I have a yeah. question for you yeah okay. Is this always been Final Space? That's exactly what I asked him because I'm going to start watching this show now. <laughs> Holy shit, I want to watch the show. Yeah. Yes, this has always been Final Space. I have tried to stress that Final Space's quality is shit. Um, Final Space is really, really good. Uh, so, you know, hit up your HBO Max, watch seasons one and two when they drop this next month uh, and get caught up so you can watch season three. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have access to it also, otherwise it'll be on HBO Max a little later. Um, but yeah, uh, Final Space is really good. I was talking to Ryan earlier and like, there's definitely comedy in Final Space. There's plenty of comedy in Final Space, but it is not Rick and Morty kind of comedy. Um, it is, it is much more 
a sincere would you say something like a wasted space uh yeah sure because like i got like yes. like not not yes. obviously the direct no, comparison totally, totally you're right yeah, it yeah. is much more wasted space is right it is wasted space wasted space is the tone it is funny and it is also dramatic. super sincere and dramatic and sad i guess i'm watching that show now uh hell yeah one second i'm not putting this on my hbo max account because i will forget when <laughs> yeah. i wake up in the morning <laughs> yeah that trailer, that trailer definitely sold me uh big cosmic in, in like I'm, emotional stuff, i'm yeah. so guys i would love to be able to talk about final space with you guys because i think that show's incredible i'm almost known critical role i need something to watch what was the what was the show that the guy from adventure time did Pendleton ward the other show online with um oh, Ravis Warriors. Warriors? yeah yeah, that I it was reminded a bit of that, but obviously it looked a lot darker than Bravest Warriors. It is much darker. The Bravest Warriors is very light comedy, but it yeah. there there's a vibe for sure. Um, Final Space is Final Space is truly unique. I wouldn't directly compare it to any cartoon I can think of right now. Awesome. Um, uh, I think Ryan actually did hit it correctly. Wasted Space is probably the closest thing in tone I could compare it to. Because it seems like you know, like a bunch of people like. That like might be messed up dealing with like like sad space adventures. I'm like, oh, I've read that comic. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it looks awesome. I was not prepared for what I was going to see in this trailer at all because I kept watching like the the like it's really serious and really action packed, and I kept watching. I was like, when is the joke gonna hit? This is a joke trailer, right? Yeah. There's so there's there is plenty of good comedy, but it is not the focus of the show. Yeah, looks right. wild. All right. That's it for the news. Whoop, whoop. Anything, unless you guys want to bring up anything else. Um, nope. Lots of trailers. All right. Let's go into our main topic. All right. Main topic. Full spoilers for the animated film. Somebody else pronounce it, please. Zhang Xia. Zhang Xia. Zhang Xia. Yeah. Full spoilers for that. It's a new anime film, Chinese. Yep. Um, this movie is is like I. It's not under the radar, but I cannot find the English cast online unless you found it. Uh, the the other the other title for this movie is uh, Legend of Deification. Yeah. Uh, ben, there's a character that has two lines in this movie. Travis Willingham is in this movie. I don't know if you caught him. I think I did, but he has like two lines at like near the end of the movie. <laughs> But the main cat, the main character that I really, the main, uh, the, the man who plays Jiang is uh, the voice actor for All Might of the English dub for My Hero Academia. And More Vegeta. Like, Vegeta. Vegeta and Piccolo and <laughs> name plenty of oh, animation he's not, protagonists. But he's not a Dragon Ball Z guy. So. No, because he doesn't watch real Dragon Ball Z. Right. Oh, I forgot uh, about that. I, I forgot you've never seen Dragon Ball put Z. It, put it in the ticker. Put it in the ticker. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, he doesn't watch real Dragon Ball Z. Um, Yamcha also might be in this movie. Uh, I'm very sure that the American voice for Yamcha is the voice for Shang. Also, Frieza might be in this movie. Free- that's definitely the voice of Frieza, the uh, the merchant yeah. character, the the slimy mm. merchant. Uh, I, is, I, I heard Frieza. I heard Frieza. Frieza voice. So like half of Dragon Ball is just hanging out in this movie. That's great. I did it. You did <laughs> this to yourself. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Nobody to blame but you. Um... <laughs> I so have watched Dragon Ball Z, goddammit. Not really. No, uh, the Boo Saga, yeah. I see all the Boo Saga. Great, the worst saga, cool. Well, I'm so- sorry, that's why I started liking the show. Freaking oh. sue me, all right? Oh. I saw all the saga, I watched all the GT. 
Ben, this is not. We're we're joking. We're t- <laughs> hey guys, Jean Zia. It's, it's my fault. I hit the sports button. Jean Zia um, is a 2020 animated movie that I quite enjoy. Yeah. Um, I was just going to give a little bit of background. This is uh, uh, adapted from the uh, invest- Investiture of the Gods. It's a book from the 1500s. That's super cool. Yeah. And uh, this is um, loosely connected to Neja, mm-hmm. which is a film that they did before. And then there's another one coming called Erlang, but they're not really uh, strongly connected. I in saw any a... Uh, I saw a trailer for Nezia. Um, no, because I have this on Blu-ray, I saw a trailer for that. It looks awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you stayed through the credits, Nezia uh, shows up in a, in a post-credits thing that's all about Chinese New Year. Which is great. Um, Did you watch that, Brandon, the post-credits scene? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, there's two post-credits scenes? Yes. Yep. There was one that was teasing Erlang, which is their next film project, and then there was mm-hmm. one about Chinese New Year with Neja. It's, okay. it's, not a huge it's basically like a shawarma scene. It's just it's well, what, cute. what's so funny about it. What's so funny about it is that there's a title card that comes up after the after the first post credit scene, and it says, "There's a post credit scene. Please wait." We don't have that on our copy. Oh, no. really? Okay. Oh um, no. Um, on the Blu-ray, on the Blu-ray uh, I have, um, it does a uh, there's a post credit scene. Please wait, and then the credits will roll, and then it's like, "Thanks for waiting," and then it shows the credits. Everything, <laughs> everything in the text of credits. For ours was still Chinese lettering, and there was no translation. Yep, even so the, the the places, all of it. the yep. whole, uh, uh, the only the places in the film, only things like banners and locations mm. had translation. The right. very everything else, everything that was white over black was Chinese lettering. The very beginning oh, of the movie, there was no translation of like those big paragraphs of dialogue at yeah, the beginning. Not, mine, mine neither. Oh, um, I know, but I'm saying, I'm saying when the credits start. I'm sure that they did in Chinese lettering tell us stay after post credits, but we didn't get a translation. Yeah. I just saw characters that I did not understand. Yeah. Um, anyway, let's talk about the movie, but yeah. yeah. So, so uh, I'm not familiar. I'm, I am aware that some people feel like this has uh, done some, some good at adapting of uh, Chinese folklore. That's based in that book in investiture of the gods uh, and some not good. Uh, some some twists and turns, and I can't speak to any of that, and neither can any of the rest of us because we don't know th- that story. I just watched um, the movie, so we so. just watched this movie. Uh, I like the, a lot of the voice actors that are in this as voice actors. I don't think all of them fit their character models that they were assigned to. Um, I uh, frankly, I really, I'm a huge Chris Sabat fan. I don't think he actually matches the the embodiment of Zhang Zia uh, very well. Um, I don't, I don't see that voice to the face. I, I'm not, uh, I'm not, uh, well. I don't disagree with you. I think of all the, of all the characters, I think his voice is the one that doesn't match for me the most. Yeah. I, I liked him just cause he's a good voice actor, but right. I do agree. Like he's not what I, when I look at that character, he's not the voice I immediately think of. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, and the other thing is that like Chris Abbott's also capable of doing different voices than the All Might voice, but he just went with the All Might voice for this. And I don't think that was mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Uh, which is more just like his standard voice, honestly. That's just kind of his his regular voice. All Might's a little more booming and big, but that is basically Chris Sabat's standard I voice. I listened to like an interview, like after we watched the movie, just like a very quick one. And like, he almost sounds like just how he sounds yeah. in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's capable of changing it. And, and I kind of wish he had, for this if he was going to be it because i just don't think he matches up all of that to say i kind of wish i'd watch this subbed rather than dubbed 
uh, mostly because I think that the character models would have sounded better to me. But but beyond that, I, I think I might have grasped the story a little better. Yeah. Whether it's translation issues or just if I was reading it, I would have retained more information uh, that I wasn't retaining. <laughs> I just don't think that the dub of the film gets across all the story very well i was asking that could be a yeah. whole movie problem but it's yeah. certainly a problem in the dub I, I definitely kept asking him questions and you very much were doing your best you're like i think this is what's going on like you, you were definitely trying to pay attention harder than i was uh that's my one complaint is like i think it's a little nonsensical at parts but like the animation itself is like stunning and i love there's, i love looking at it the entire time there's also a possibility that i definitely like have seen some people sharing that there there's elements that they're so innately part of their culture. They don't need to explain or, mm. or elaborate or do any of that. And, and we're just going to miss out on that. Kind when, of stuff. when, when the nine tailed Fox uh, breaks open the seal and the, and the fountain of rebirth or whatever it was called. Um, and the, her, her, her children were released. Um, that was the moment where I kind of had, I was like, I think this is something, I think this is shorthand for the country this was made for. Yeah, I think so too. And yeah. I just, I'm like, I can't actually follow the through line on it. And that, again, like, it can be a movie problem in some cases. And I think also it's a translation problem in some places. Sure. Yeah. Um, um, I, I, I wish the movie had brought me along a little better uh, yeah. as a, as a unfamiliar white man yeah. <laughs> in, living in America. I, I wish the movie had brought me on a little more because I desperately want to know more about it. I, I I so totally want to be invested yeah. and following every little piece and understanding every little thing. And uh, I'd say a good 40% of what happens in this movie goes over my head, no matter how, how hard I try. How cute was Fora like though? Oh my oh, God. Adorable. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. Uh, so I, I generally am not the biggest fan of when there's like a little animal sidekick that's there just to be the comic relief or just be the cute relief. Mostly DreamWorks movies are, 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 are I have sins of this. Um, Pixar too, to some extent, but they're mo mostly fine. This legit might be one of my favorites I've ever seen. I think you're thinking more of Disney than Pixar. Disney. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Disney. Um, I didn't find this little guy annoying. He was incredibly cute the entire time. He had as a story purpose. He has a cool transformation. He has emotional weight at the end. This like referral might be one of my favorite little companions in any movie I've ever seen. Uh, so cute, Brandon. Oh my God. I would buy a plushie of this guy. Uh, uh, four like, four like, four four like. so cute. Oh my God. I love them. When like I noticed that he he tries to get into the fight with um with the giant like skeleton thing with the souls in it like visually this movie has imagination at the wazoo because holy ben, shit all, ben, all of these big big monsters are just dark souls bosses, oh, yeah right? that's, like a big thought, skeleton dragon yeah dude when we saw the skeleton dragon with the souls I'm like that's straight out of Dark Souls that yeah I got flashbacks to yeah, the Dark Souls bosses but the four like fights fights that thing like tries to tries to fight that thing. Um, importantly, uh, this story, Investiture of the Gods and uh, Journey to the West, are both crossover tied to each other with a lot of the characters and folklore and gods and stuff. So some of that stuff that we've been seeing in the, the game that's coming uh, about the Monkey King legend, w that Wukong? is Journey, Wukong, yeah. which is Journey to the West. Uh, this is this is you're going to see this kind of stuff. Like this is tales. what we're doing. Like this is why those things are so like similar. Oh the, nine the, the, the nine tailed fox demon. I love that design so much. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, oh, especially yeah. with the ma the broken mask. It was like terrifying. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. The mask was terrifying. The voice actress was astounding, and I just loved the. I just love how the the fox demon like she like she had like four sets of arms, 
but she also used her tails to fight and punch. I thought that was really well well use of good actually. Yeah, good yeah. Um, I think I uh, I really like the opening, the two D establishment of the of the war mm -hmm. uh, yeah. opening really worked for me. Um, I I that that did help a lot to set things up. Um, <clears throat> I think I think it's when we get into. Uh, when we're getting into the explanation of how the masters work and how all that's associated that I get really kind of confused. I'm starting to understand it by the end of it, but like, it's, it's a, it's definitely tough. Um, I really wish that there had been a little bit more to make me understand slash relate to Shang. Mm -hmm. uh, Shang is the one who turns into the, the tiger. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. The thund thunder, thunder man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that reminds me. Um, uh, Professor Pig in Batman Superman Future State has pig hands, like like carnivorous pig hands. Oh, that's dope. I love yeah. it. Right. Sorry. Um, but yeah, I just uh, like for me, Shang was in it just enough where I'm like, I want to know you better at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, if he hadn't like followed along for much of the journey in the second half, I wouldn't have felt that way. But uh, yeah. even though his, his like character sacrifice moment is really strong. Yeah. Uh, I still just I wish the, I knew him a little better. Yeah. I love the imagery of the, of the, of the bird taking a fairy in the soul away. Well, that's so, that's so gorgeous. Uh, the swallow. The swallow. Yeah. Articuno. Articuno. Yeah. yeah. Gorgeous. So, so when you see people are like dying, you see the, the, the swallow in the background, uh, shepherding their spirit. Very, uh, awesome. very when he uh, makes her torch go out and you see the sky light up. Uh, very dragon heart moment, wouldn't you say, Brandon? Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. I can see that. What was the uh, the girl's name again? It's jo they they basically translate it in the dub as Jojo. Jo I thought it was like Jojun or something. It's it's spelled differently than that, but they were basically saying Jojo. It's spelled J J I U. Yeah, okay. but they said JoJo or something. Anyway, JoJo's bizarre adventure. Uh, I was worried when she was first first revealed. Like, not not when you see her like in in the Demon when she's like an actual character. I thought she was going to be a really annoying sidekick, and thankfully, I did not. I didn't find her to be that case. I thought she was a a pretty cool character. I like that character a lot. Like her her ties to the demon and like her her being scared of that and like her hanging out with this immortal god who's not a god. Like I I I like. I like her. I thought she was pretty cool. I'm so confused about her nature with the demon at the end and all that stuff. Like, yeah. so she was, uh, she was, uh, the, uh, intended betrothed in her original life. She was to the, the intended emperor. betrothed to Emperor Zhou. Yes. Who died and became a deity of his own. Yes. The God of marriage. Yeah. <laughs> He's um, a Cupid. Yeah. Which, which the nine, the nine tail demon absolutely loves. Yep. Uh, but she was that. And she was then, uh, uh, in incarcerated essentially as the vessel okay of the nine tailed demon got it and that that locked them into each other gotcha uh Dragon as Art. an attachment and then he separated mm -hmm. them with what he did at the beginning of the film right got it okay on accident he didn't mean to right yeah. he didn't mean to but that's what he did gotcha yeah. and not breaking the chain the lock between them separated but just made them physically in yes. separate places yeah uh, yeah, like the the production design for me, it's like it's like just like everything. This movie looks so good, and I just wish I, I, 
and again it, it could be like i said like a translation thing it's just like it's a, it's a it's a someone else's mythology I feel like I, I feel like if you watch the sub like you watch the sub version and you watch it again and and more of it will stand out and you'll, you'll maybe kind of like like it. like space sweepers in a way yeah, um yeah. it's just it's just yeah. having to like it's having to really engorge yourself into a whole other world of culture that you're not familiar yeah. with yeah. um but like like man like the skeleton monster and and the nine tail fox and like even the character designs i got everyone looks so good and like i i would absolutely watch this movie again just to watch it like yeah. i i truly loved watching this movie um even even if i was confused at the end like man like seeing 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 uh the main character fight that demon the demon fox is just so well animated and you and it's not it's not like rushed or it's like super like chris nolan bad action like it's all clear and it looks super good yeah, I love yeah, it. I, uh, I'm I was I, I was so intrigued with this world that I want I pre-ordered the I didn't pre-order I bought the uh, first movie. Yeah, yeah I'm I'm yeah. if the, if it's anything if it looks like this movie I'm absolutely going to watch it. Look at the trailer. It looks pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um. Yeah. Uh. So, I I was impressed that the movie had some dark places that it decided to go to like um the uh moment where the man just dies and disappears in front of him yeah uh mm-hmm. talking about the fox clan just fades away um when he can't heal him and then uh also the moment where she's being evaporated away and she says am i reborn yet oh that's oh and yeah, it's yeah. like oh, j- I, thought, yeah, she's dying, yeah. oh. <laughs> I think my favorite my favorite like part of the movie is when it's revealed that the nine-tailed fox was actually she was like she was like she made a deal with, with she made a deal with the grandmaster yeah. and the grandmaster said uh i will give you uh i will make you a deity yeah if you take your clan of fox clan that you create to be, be an uh, enemy to, to be unite. the enemy to start the war to unite the three realms and then she got betrayed and then mm-hmm. uh he reneged on that deal yeah and like that's i think that's really powerful motivation uh like for, for your and villain then, and then jiang zia punishes the grandmaster with aid it seems from the the god of gods <laughs> uh, sorry the the supreme master what is no it? the grand so the the sorry the the guy we're talking about is the master the grand master is the guy who supposedly helped him got it okay so there's the master there was the grand master this uh actually makes a lot of sense in the sense of like i understand that this is also somewhat tied to journey to the west and if you look at dragon ball z you get grand kai elder kai, elder supreme, kai, kai. supreme kai got it got it got it and then xeno yeah yeah uh Huh. Yeah, I mean, like, I I don't know how much I can really talk about besides like the story is 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 pretty good. Besides some like, stuff it's definitely that's... it's definitely super interesting, and I clearly just need to be more aware of what it's about so yeah. I can follow it properly. I I will definitely like wait a month and then like rewatch this with the with the the sub or the yeah subtitle yeah um like like this and Lupin man like we we we've been pretty blessed uh, with animated movies. I I uh, I, I was first interest interested in this because of the animation style and um yeah you know i don't know how much there is because really i'm kind of enraptured in the store and, and i'm kind of enraptured in the animation um and uh and the, the the story just kind of goes and doesn't wait for me to catch up so i'm, I'm kind of lost in some places especially like the major like lore dumps that they yes. do periodically um, where you kind of feel like you've missed part of the story yeah you missed that one piece that was going to like really click it for you um, but other than that, I, 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 I had a good time for the most Absolutely. part. There's, there's movie, some amount, um, sorry, Ben, go ahead. This movie is very pretty to look at. Um, yeah. like Ryan said, and like we've all been saying, I love going into the, the forest of stone, 
Um, I love how kind of like Mount Olympus, the heaven looks like when you have the masters and the revered master. Mm-hmm. Um, revered. I, I also, I love how the revered master looks. How he has the, he's like the revered grand, master he, and the grand revered master. Yeah, there's a grand. I thought there was only one. No, no. Is- at the very at the very end, if you overhear the conversation before we see the reincarnated little girl and the reincarnated uh, folk uh, folk folk guy, uh, what's her name? What's the little animal's name? Oh, fork. Oh, four like. Yeah, yeah. Four like is reincarnated yeah. into the dog, and she's reincarnated into the girl. Yeah. And as the lead up to that shot of seeing them, you're hearing guys talk about how Zhang Zia punished the re- the revered gra- the revered master with help from the grand revered master. Yeah. Oh. And, they, and, he, and Zhang Zia, Zhang Zia even says like, uh, "Heaven punished him." Uh, it's almost like a throwaway line, but so, it's like... <laughs> so like something higher than the revered master did punish him for his actions with uh, the nine-tailed fox. Yeah, and again, that okay. could be like a, like a cultural thing. Of, so we don't know that that like everyone knows that there's a, a above the revered master. Everyone knows that. This is what right? this is why I'm saying like yeah. I I think this is where you get the, in Dragon Ball Z what we're more familiar with, which is the Grand Kai, the Elder Kai, the Supreme Kai, all that stuff. Yeah, I think okay. that's that that is the similar concept. Just just try and translate that in your head that like who we're talking about as the revered master is is like king kai or grand kai and there's still supreme kai and and all the stuff above that yeah and and they are like building even though this is based on like mythology anyways like they're trying to also build like their own like universe so i'm sure like that line could be set up for like the next thing or whatever who knows Mm -hmm. yeah but Um, i I do agree there are times where this movie was it was like awesome to watch but there are other times where it's like what what happened what's going on yeah it probably Uh, is a mistranslation issue the dub could be could have been a little shoddy but once they got to a big action scene i was right back in it was like oh yeah this is awesome like the final fight with um where the the revered master when he drops the pedal and a giant guillotine is coming down sick and it actually reminded me a little bit of bleach when they try to kill rukia where they have this grand stage for a thing and then here and then like the fox is just like trying to like like just trying to fight and there's and then uh uh, zia goes super saiyan essentially where where his hair goes white you know what? Uh, actually, that'd be called Ultra Instinct, my friend. Mm, yep. yeah, Ultra Instinct, all right. But that's okay, because, uh, you know, don't you wouldn't know that. I would kill. Like, I think this, like, if, if they made a Dragon Ball Z, <laughs> if they made a Dragon Ball Z movie in this animation style, I think we, would, we wouldn't deserve it. It'd be too good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It would look so good. Um, oh, yeah, I, I'm very interested in the other movies in this franchise. Um, if the story's just as, as fine, then that's cool, because I'm really, I'm here for that sick, sick animation. It's also just a nice way to like try and grasp something that is like iconic culture. Yeah. For like, and has seeped into other things that we love yeah. without us knowing it for sure. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, we all know the nine tail demon from so many different things at this point. You could reference Naruto, you could reference Lovecraft Country. Like yep. the nine tail demon shows up in all these places. Oh my gosh, she does. And she bangs you, people and kills them. Right, you can, exactly. You can even mention, reference Pokemon because there's a Pokemon called Nine Tails. Oh, yeah, at so, one uh, point, yeah, at one point, the demon straight up just looks like a nine tails, and I'm like, "Oh man, it looks cool." <laughs> um, yeah. uh, I do think that some amounts of the humor just don't work, and I, it, it, you, I would say that, "Oh man, that's probably just the dub." But I did like just read from people who know who watch the Chinese one. And they're like, eh, "It's just you know, it's not the best." Yeah. Uh, in certain moments, and and that's 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 fine. Um, I definitely just want to know it better. Uh, and I do think it's very pretty. And and my God, I, I do wish I like the dub voice actors. I just think that they, that most of them are cast poorly yeah. uh, in the wrong roles. Um, I think the two female leads, uh, 
yeah. are good, but uh, a lot of the males yeah. don't match their character models correctly. I think I think Jojo and, and the Nine Tailed uh, are the best. Honestly, ones. it feels like Chris Sabat should have been the voice of Shang. Yeah, and someone totally else should have been the voice of Zhang Xia. Yeah. So Ben, you didn't see the uh, the post credits where the uh, the characters the are sitting one. around the table. No, I saw the first one in the in the new in the new city which kind of looked like a hey we're doing something else i'm like oh there's going to be a part two or there's going to be a continuation of the story that, all right cool. that is I the that. that is the setup for another major character in investiture of the gods named erlang oh. uh and erlang is going to be their next film okay i didn't yeah, see um, the last one where they're all sitting around at a table that was that was cute if yeah. uh, a little out of character for for the character we were just following yeah it's basically him like like cleaning up this kid, but like he keeps so, like mess. Like it's so it's there, it's there in the movie, but it's way more subtle because it's just him minorly correcting things without freaking out. But clearly, mm -hmm. like he's a perfectionist. Yeah, I was gonna say he has yeah. some like minor OCD or something. Yeah, yeah. I did notice That's... that in the like in the bar scene with all the with all the demons, and he's just and he's just like, yeah. like moving it slightly. I thought that was I thought that was funny. Yeah, apparently that's a major character trait for for him. Um, I just want to, uh, I think, I feel like we're wrapping up, but I just want to leave you guys with this, that there's, um, there is a uh, Mongolian director named uh, Warshan, who, uh, it was just announced last year, there's a teaser out there that you can watch for the first film of this. He is doing an adaptation of the story of the Investiture of the Gods uh, called the Feng Shen Trilogy. Uh, it's supposed to be one movie releasing each year. It was supposed to start last year, but now it's releasing 2021, 2022, 2023. Um, uh, it's going to be the most ambitious film project in Chinese film history. Uh, the, the cast of actors have already committed to two full years of filming. Uh, the first six months solely were, were solely dedicated to actors learning horseback riding, martial arts, archery, drumming, ancient Chinese etiquette, and more. Lord of the Rings. Uh, it has a planned and possibly ballooning budget of 444 five million us dollars uh the scale of the film is simply huge and it is uh being called china's lord of the rings yeah hold on uh, wait 400 440 million for all america three? yeah i think so like collectively yeah yeah that's still a lot because one film costing 440 million america hasn't paid that much money in any film no, yeah. I know, I know. I think it's all three. Um, yeah. And uh, but yeah, they're, they're they're calling it the Chinese Lord of the Rings. Um, so there is a teaser out there. I already watched it. You guys could definitely check it out. Uh, it, who knows? Maybe in a few years we'll be talking about the Feng Shen trilogy. Cool, that's cool. I, I'm I'm actually that sounds really cool. I yeah I I know we're all fans of mythology and the seeing like how how cool this is and like all the weird stuff like like the master stuff like all with their weird masks like I'm totally into that kind of shit I'm like it just makes me want to invest more into this kind of stuff like I there's so many cultures that I just know nothing about and the, the world's so big it's crazy well maybe Mythalanius will get there someday ooh <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> all right that'll do it yeah let's rate it wait I uh, gotta go to that I'm gonna go first I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a B minus because I think the animation makes up for for some of the the confusion of the story. I don't know if you're about to do something. I'm sorry. Did you say B minus? What did I give it? A Translate that to a number, please. <laughs> sorry, wrong show. I'll give it um the, the I'll give it four tenths. No, I'll give it a, a eight out an eight out of ten. Did we really do numbers on the show? How long yeah, have I had yeah, a number? numbers? I'll give it eight out of ten. The animation is the best part. Bye. <laughs> Marks. Uh, yeah, I think I'd go with uh, I think I'd go with an eight out of ten because I don't feel like uh, I have enough 
proper tools to do any criticism that would take it lower. Uh, I just don't feel comfortable trying to criticize something that I think can either be suffering from the dub or just my my ignorance. So um, I'm going to leave it at an eight. Ben? I also am going to give it an eight. It is, like we said, we keep saying it, it is gorgeous. It's beautiful. There are times the story kind of goes a little, what? Um, it could be the dub. It could be us not knowing the true story, or it could be a mixture of both. And some things may have just gotten lost in translation. Other than that, it's still solid. It's still gorgeous. And it's pretty damn good. Uh, I will agree. I will also give it a B minus. Um, <laughs> that's what I wanted. Um, yes, I will give it an eight as well. I I'm, I enjoyed myself. Uh, I'm I'm excited to kind of explore a new shared universe of mythology that I have not that I I only know ancillarily from its adaptations. Um, so yeah, yeah, that that's exciting for me. And that 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 Feng Shun trilogy. Uh, Feng Shen. Feng Shen sounds awesome. All right. So that'll do it. Let's get into our book club. Ben, you got five minutes. Roll for initiative. (laughs) All right. Thank you to everyone who listens. We greatly appreciate it. Let's go ahead. So my book club pick this week is Die, written by Karen Gill. Am I saying it right? Kieran, Kieran Gillen, and written by Stephanie Hans, lettered by uh, Clayton Cowles, and designed by Ryan Hughes. There's actually a credit for the design for a designer here. And this is my first time art, reading this. Art, 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 you said written by Stephanie Hans. Art. I said, no, I know. I said it was drawn by Stephanie Hans. You said written, but that's okay. Well, yeah. Anyways, so. Um, this is my first time diving into this. I only heard about it through someone. I forgot it was either at a convention or a comic store or somewhere, but it sounded awesome. I remember seeing volume three at the store and like, oh, hey, I remember this. And then I figured, hey, might as well dig into it. This is, I went to this completely blind, only knowing that it's a bunch of kids who get trapped in a fantasy world for a few years and then get out, but one stays behind. And then years later, I'm talking 25 plus years later, go by. And then they all get sucked back into the fantasy world where their friend is essentially the new dungeon master, the new God. So what did you guys think about this? Because I thought this is pretty damn cool. It's Dungeons and Dragons. It. Yeah. <laughs> I, you guys know I've, I've been living in this world the last couple of weeks and months now. I don't know how time works in the pandemic. Uh, this rules, man. Like I've, I was reading this book. I, I have like the first, 10 issues but like i stopped reading it after like the first volume just because i bought a books um yeah this book i should i should have continued reading this book this book rules um i i think it takes a a simple premise but it does enough stuff with the characters in the world uh and karen gillen just knows how to write dope characters and like really witty dialogue uh i think this book's a winner mm-hmm. sparks brandon i i agree i i really liked it yeah i thought this uh i thought this was pretty good um i I think if I had criticism about it, my only criticism would be that like, I don't feel like I've got enough on some of the characters mm-hmm. uh, in, but you know, it's five issues. So yeah, that's not a lot to judge it on, but um, it is specifically uh, Isabel, Isabella, mm-hmm. Isabel. Yeah. Yeah. Isabel. Uh, kind of a, outside of her persona in the fantasy world and like the, the role she plays, I don't have a lot to grab on there. I thought Matt was um, pretty okay. He's the yeah. sad, depressed one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think Matt's. I think Matt's all right. Um, 
but I I do like the concept. I think that the art is gorgeous. That's um, yeah, the book's stunning. That's that's a big part of it. Uh, I, I was gonna say I really liked. Uh, um, I I don't know how controversial this could be, but I, I actually really enjoyed how they handled the fact that Ash is a girl in the uh, dungeon world. Um, where it's just like I don't I don't know why. I'm just it's just comfortable. Yes. Yeah. Sometime. I liked it. I thought it was really nicely. I thought it was really nicely and definitely handled of just kind of like, you know, just it's just me. Yeah, no big deal. Like, who cares? Yeah. Well, not even that. It's just because they ask, like, what, what, you know, what is it? And it's not treated as no big deal. It's just like, you know, you know, she, he is confused about like, well, you know, I don't know why I like this, but I just do. I'm comfortable in this. So, in this so what I think is well done about that moment, Brandon, is not that they they don't ask why he appears as a girl. They ask why he doesn't try to date men oh in, in the real world in the yeah. real world which i think is a much better question uh because it's just asking like you you like guys here why don't you why don't you like guys out there it had nothing to do with the fact mm. that he chooses to look like a girl yeah uh, in this in this world they don't they don't you ask right. that directly at all which i think was the right way to do it yeah mm -hmm. i like that good yeah one of my big things that I really dig about this book is that it's a type of fantasy that you don't see a whole lot. Because when you say the word fantasy, you're thinking Dungeons and Dragons, Final Fantasy, swords, magic, all that stuff. Whereas this one, it does have the swords and the magic, but it's also twisted. Like you have Little England and Eternal Prussia. Oh, I love it. Eternal Prussia throwing out freaking uh, steel dragons. <laughs> like mechanical dragons. And then in Little England, you have essentially a version of J.R.R. Tolkien who's walking around the trenches and and trying to send letters via eagle that keep getting shot down by said Eternal Prussia because they're constantly locked in a war, uh, World War One style. I you love have, that so much. I love that stuff so much. And like the the, the like people writing mm -hmm. letters before they die, uh, like in the in the trenches, like that that was that was really good. You also also one of the um, the stories I really liked was in the tavern with where that Matt that Matt told about the dreamland elves how every time they cast a spell some of their memory leaves and of course this this grand tale of how this one elf was trying to find his kids and then when he does find them he forgets what they are that's that, awesome he's looking at a hydra monster casts a tiny spell he's like yes i found my kids tiny little spell he forgets that his kids exist and then he's like oh my god hydra die mm. magic, magic has a cost it, I love is, it. it is very I want to. I want to say this is definitely like the Game of Thrones style fan. Not like it's like Game of it's Thrones. Just for sure. it's, it's but, for sure fan. but it's Game of Thrones where if you think this is like the happy-go-lucky fairy tale style Disney uh, fantasy, you are gonna be in for a very rude awakening because this you got people who are sad, people who are dying. Matt is only super powerful when he cries on his sword, yeah. and you have. You have Angela, who was a drug addict to Fairgold, but she needs the Fairgold to make her cyberpunk work. Oh, I love that. Neo? It is, yeah. it is so bonkers. It I like the... Uh, I love the premise that once they're inside, they all have to unanimously agree that they want to leave. But like the new game master, their old friend Soul, who has been locked in this place for 25 years, has now become the villain of the story, at least for the first arc, right? Um, yeah. I think that's great. I think Soul, like, uh, of all the characters, like Soul is my favorite character in this arc because like I, I I like villains, and I think his 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 story of like I got it here. Um, he's like like uh, the friends are like, are you angry with us? He's like, angry? I'm not angry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry it took me so long to bring you back to me. 
Like that is so sinister. And like how this person has become like basically the person he hates the most. I love that shit so much. So I, I was I, I was kind of surprised that we like wrap out a lot of soul yeah. uh, by the end of these five issues, mostly because the first issue, the way I read it is that he knew this was going to happen. Yeah. And, but they treat it as like that. He did want to leave. Uh, that he was part of like because he was part of the wishing circle and everything and i'm like man th th like why why was he so villainous in the way he's framed before they get there in the first issue uh, uh i don't it, think he was just, i i that's how i read it i read it as like as he's doing he's like it's a special game oh i'm gonna get this done i got i you thought gonna he was get just this done i thought he was you just being weird this one i didn't read it that way yeah. i read it as like a villainous setup and then oh. it made, that's why it made sense when yeah. he turned out to be the villain but i'm like it, it it felt like he knew this was gonna be a big thing that this was gonna happen i think he i think he did um i know i was just yeah, surprised yeah. we don't actually like he's dead and we don't get that contextualization i think, I think because it's it's not actually like soul is, is the reason that the story is going to happen this way. Like he had to, he's the, he's the plot point of, of him yeah. dying and now people are stuck in this place. Yeah. 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 I want to say, Cause we do get to the panel where soul is pulled out of the circle by the game master. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then that's how Angel loses her arm. So I, think I want, I, so I think, I mean, sorry, Ryan, but I think that, solomon did know what was going to happen he just didn't know it was going to be that yeah. dangerous that once they got in he, he's like oh shit this is a lot worse than i thought but then he gets trapped in there for for 25 years and then he starts going crazy but one of my favorite parts is when his reveal he puts the tw the d20 as his eyes like he's like, like i stole the game master's d20 and now i have my own again he like he's he's crying blood but he has d20s as his eyes i thought that's terrifying, but that's also really freaking cool. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I mean, is that, like, the fact that we killed him off and we didn't get the contextualization of, like, yeah, he did know that they would end up here and that kind of thing is, I was I found that shocking and surprising um, because because I do feel like he is framed to in, in a slightly menacing way of the sense of, like, I feel like he knows what's about to happen. Okay, okay, uh, so I do agree, but I don't think he's, I don't think he's doing, I don't think he's a bad guy. I think he's- No, being, no, no, yeah. I'm not saying, like, it's malicious, but yeah. it is in, like, a, a sinister, knows. it's in a sinister sense of, like, he knows he's about to put them through something they aren't prepared for. Yes. Rather, whether or not he intended it to be as bad as it is, yes. he does know that, and the fact that, like, that's the read I have, and the fact that we don't have that contextualized at all in these five issues was actually kind of surprising to me, was my main point about that. Gotcha, yeah, I feel you. I, I I like that that he isn't like a fifty issue villain that they have to wind oh, sure. up to beat. I think this is so much more interesting that now all the people are like, okay, so now what do we do? They all want to leave, but oh, actually, we got to take care of the people we just rescued. Like I I am so much more interested in the future instead of just fighting this like bad guy best friend. Well, I, there's also people who not just people who are saying you know we need we need to help these people. It's it, it's some of their party is like you know. Things weren't really that great for me back home. I think I like it better here. I like Chuck. Chuck's like my life's better here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I like that um, our main character is is kind of unlikable, but in a relatable way. Mm -hmm. I think that's probably one of the strongest parts of the book. There are there are things uh, not being familiar with D and D. Uh, there are things talking about uh, kind of shorthand. Uh, if you're familiar with the tropes and and storytelling devices of this genre, that there are moments of the story that just went over my head. Uh, like when people die and they come back, I was like, so you're not a zombie. What's a fallen. Um, so there's like, 
things like that that, that kind of lost me. That's, but that's, that's, that. that's not the D thing. That's original yeah. for the story. You found that out at the yeah. same time we did. If you die, you just become a fallen. That's that's in the story. Yeah, but I don't yeah, I don't get it. That's that I just don't understand that let me finish I, I don't i don't get that that story beat so like that's for me a a hard thing for me to kind of uh kind of connect with this book but i, I all in all it's a, it's an enjoyable read sure uh i have a lot of stuff i like about this book uh i like that the main characters are 43 and her impossible fantasy is being able to pay off her mortgage uh i think that's great uh the art is stunning i like that it's so sad that they have to like make matthew into a superhero but it makes him really sad like like, hey, go kill this dragon, and I don't care what it does to you emotionally. Like, that's that's so messed up, and I love that. Yeah. But like, you have to do that to beat this dragon. Like, like it's sad, and but I also get it. Um, the the guy who made the oath to the girl, and then and like years later comes back, and he's like a zombie, and he's like, oh. I can't see you, but I'm here. I'm here to collect my debt. Oh, yeah, and he bleeds. He just rots all over her. Yeah, and it's like, and he's got like the the, the maggot eyes. Oh, that was such a dope reveal. Um, that that was actually. I, I knew things were gonna go bad for the heroes, but when we get that NPC or essentially that NPC shows up, yeah, and, is, and um, you you get that flashback of Ash be like, "Oh yeah, I dated this guy, and we were really cool, and he swore he he would do stuff for me until he saw me again." And he's like, "Is that you? Oh my god, it's you! I can't!" And he's like, screams like, "I can't see you!" And you see the maggots on his eyes, and he's it's like, "Oh, this is I can't rest." Until I see you again, and, and I literally can never see ever again. So I'm a I'm a plague zombie forever. Right, it is. Uh, I love it. That is, I, that, ooh, that's. I feel like that's something like a fate worse than death. Yeah, that's a, that's a curse. It is. It's this one of the things I love about this is that it goes play. You like you knew what was dark, but you didn't think it was gonna get that dark. Yeah. Um. The last picture I took was this is just like. It's it's three it's like it's three panels, but it is an entire session of just playing D and D. It's we were sheltered, and then she went to go find some gold. She went to grab it, but a Prussian uh, merchant uh, spotted her. We took them out, but it wasn't good enough. That's all just dice rolls, failures, and it's just like you're just playing Dungeons and Dragons right there. And I'm like, I love that. I love that they can just have little moments of like, this is us rolling dice, but we're doing it in real life. Like uh, again, like I, I know you're not into D and D, Brandon, but like like for me, I think that uh, uh, that stuff uh, really works. Yeah, uh, yeah. Is- I really no, like uh, how the characters are trying to uh, suss out what is real and what isn't, and uh, that they're like, we have to assume everything is real and that what we do matters, yes. and we have to make moral decisions, right. otherwise we're monsters. Because like, if you don't believe that you'll die in here, then you won't die. But like, how? Do- yeah, but like, I lost my arm, or I got an, or I got a robot arm in this world, and I got, I lost my arm in the real world. So like, right, how so it must be real? Yeah. Uh, that's fun. That's well, conceptualizing, fun. like, you know, how lost in your power do you become and, and you know, how dangerous yeah. do you allow yourself and to be? And the thing that I'm most, the, the cool, like, kind of like a, I think it was a reveal that, like, people who have died here uh, come back as, like, the zombies and, like. People who die in the real world become the fallen. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's a cool little thing where, like. Oh, okay. is that what that was? Yeah. That's what okay. they said. And, yeah. Yeah. That's what that's what I was trying to get at is I would have liked more of an explanation of what was going on in the world because there were times where I just kind of felt like they didn't quite like like we talked about the movie but it didn't quite give me the 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 information that'll make it click for me that this is what that was that would help me understand what was happening in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got you. So uh, that that's why I didn't understand when they were like dead people become fallen okay zombies but like it, there are people from their lives I didn't understand that how that correlated and so Sparks just explained it to me. Gotcha. I think, yeah, that it's kind of just like, uh, not a throwaway line, but it's just like one panel. Um, I think that's probably something that's going to be more important, like in, in the next arc and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, this is. Well, yeah, because like it's one of the last things brought up in this volume. Yeah, it's like the third to last page. Oh yeah, because it's Saul. Saul comes back. Yeah, Saul comes That's back right. as the fallen and says, "This is what I learned. The yeah. truth is that the fallen are the people who die in the real world." I think it's so. Last thing I'll say about this: uh, Kieran Gillen uh, created an actual RPG for Die, this thing, and um, that's why there's like a designer on it. And like, if if you read uh, uh, the back of every issue, has like a huge like a couple paragraphs of him talking about RPGs and playing with his friends and the inspiration for the stuff. And I I do recommend reading it, even though we're past it now. Um, but he made an actual RPG, and like you can play it online. And uh, so I'm I'm interested to check it out. Um, it involves people having one die, and it's you're playing D and D, but it's Kieran Gillen's D and D. I think that's radical. That dude's a comic book artist or a comic book writer and a game maker. It's the concept of a person of each person having like a die that's specifically there, and it's the only one in the set is pretty cool. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah that I thought that was really cool because at first when um, Solomon was giving each of the people their dice, their die, I was like, this is interesting because in Dungeons and Dragons you have different die for different damage, and of course the D twenty is like the mother of all die. And, yeah there's like there's so much but so it's like you get the d4 you get the d10 you get the standard d6 but the d20 that's mine it's the big that's, boy that's the game masters that's the ultimate one it's like ooh, it's it's very it's a very different concept and it's a it's type of fantasy that it, it is fantastical but there's still some real world elements to it that i really enjoy yeah, yeah. also seeing those, like seeing those steel dragons come in is like okay that's a cool fight and i'm a little terrified yeah, uh, yeah, the art, the art uh, is insane. Like truly, truly, some beautiful stuff. The dragon looks so good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this was fun. I can't believe I'm two for two at just like completely blind. Because this, hey, this is, yeah, this was a completely blind pick for me. And this one in centipede. Good, good, good. Keep at it. You just kind of a B minus. <laughs> um, yeah, good read. Hell yeah, um, I'm gonna continue to read it. I'm, uh, I'm okay, it, that's for sure. If that is all. That is all. Ryan, Yo. your book next week, what is it? Funny, Benjamin Magneto, that you picked a Karen Gillan book. Because, oh. funny enough, I've been watching this little show called WandaVision, and there are some characters on that show that are called the Young Avengers. And Karen Gillan and Jamie McKelvey wrote a great Young Avengers series in 2015 called The Young Avengers. So we're doing that book. It's Jamie, Jamie McKelvey and Karen Gillan's Young Avengers. The first six issues, I think, is the first volume. It only went 12 issues because nobody read it because you guys are jerks. Uh, so check out the first six issues. Uh, so Mag says, good night, guys. Stay safe and see you next time. Love you, Mag. Mag. Yeah, heck yeah. Uh, I just bought the the uh, the initial Young Avengers series uh, written by um, uh, Alan, Heinberg? Alan Heinberg. Yeah. I've Beautiful. had both those volumes for years. I thought about doing another volume of, of Alan Heiberg stuff, but I wanted to do a, another interpretation of, of these characters. And a little more, uh, uh, not that the other ones weren't, but like super, super uh, diversity. Like, oh my God, it's so it's so beautiful. It's, yeah, it's, it's I, uh, such, such a good book. I'm so excited for you guys to read it. I am. I'm going to read a lot, of, a lot more of them because I also bought Children's Crusade. I'm going to reread that. Yeah! <laughs> Ooh, spoilers! Uh, uh, so we know... Uh, uh, Wanda Maximoff and House of M. You know who is the actual reason for the House of M? It's not Wanda Maximoff. It's Cathan. Spoilers for that book. Fifteen years ago. Oh, we read it. We read it on the show. No, I know the sequel book talks about who the actual bad guy was. It was Cathan. Well, then they have. Then in uh, Children's Crusade, it was actually Doctor Doom, and then it was actually. <sighs> yeah, listen. People should talk to each other more. That's all I'm saying. All right. Anyway, so that'll be it. So check out that next week. Also next week, we're going to be talking about. Disney's newest animated film, Raya and the Last Dragon. That's next week. It's next week. Oh my God, another great 
animated movie with dragons in it. Uh, so stay tuned for that. It'll be out on Friday. Uh, well, not this, but the movie out on Friday. All right. Thank you to everyone who uh, watched this stream, listens to the channel, whatever. Make sure to like this video and subscribe to this channel. We greatly appreciate all of your support. If you want to check out more of our content, we've got other shows up on this channel. We have the Shake Nerds Watch series, which we are currently going through WandaVision. New episode up soon. Then one more. Then we do Falcon and Winter Soldier. Get it on till I die. We also have... That's not Falcon Winter Soldier. I know, but it's a good jam. (laughs) Uh, We also have Basement Arcade and Basement Arcade Pause Menu, or two video game series. Um, Basement Arcade Pause Menu has a recent episode where you guys talk to adults talking anime. And Basement Arcade will have more episodes soon. Mm Mm-hmm. We will finish him, them. That didn't work. No, no, you were right. Finish him. That's yeah, you got it. Um, okay. And we also have the Fake Nerd Book Club, which just put up a new episode. Link in the description for Little Char and the Gang. And one more episode of that one. So check out all that cool content down below uh, on this channel. A lot of cool stuff. We also have masks. Hey, the pandemic, I guess, is starting to. People say it's winding down. I don't believe it, but it. Is, but they say it. I want them. Um, but we have masks. You can check out our our, our Fakner podcast masks over at Craft by Z. Uh, links are in the description below. We also have a Patreon uh, where we have three tiers there. This coming right around the twenty eighth. So ne- tomorrow, as we're recording this, will be March first. That's the last month that you can get that this month's this quarter's Patreon exclusive T shirt. The uh, LA Comic Con commemorative T-shirt that will be gone come April first. Going into the vault, the fake nerd Disney vault. That's what they call it. Um, so, you, so definitely check out the Patreon, guys. We also have our T Public, which we got tons of awesome merchandise. Uh, the new shirts uh, for Fake Nerd Podcast, Fake Nerd's Watch, uh, Basement Arcades. Those are up there. I'd rather be a fake nerd than a true fan. That's up there. Don't be a dick. Good good life lesson. Um, we also have our website in the link in the description where you can find all these links at fakenerdpodcast.com. Uh, thank you to everyone who listens, watches the live stream, watches the rewind. Greatly appreciate all of your support. Uh, thank you to Jeremy Bellucci uh, for our theme music, which you've heard in this episode, and all of our theme music for all of our shows. Uh, he's our music guy. You can find him at Jeremy Bellucci Keyboards. Of course, he does a podcast called Suburban Proctologist. You can find that on iTunes, Facebook.com slash Suburban Proctologist Official, or Instagram at Subproc Podcast. Thank you to Mike Matola. It's two months since we've it's been two and a half months since we had Mike on. I'm going to yeah. call him. We're gonna get that we're gonna get that print, guys. It's gonna happen. I believe it. It's gonna be great. You can find him at Mike Matola on Instagram and Twitter. I actually, uh, I just, I just ordered a print from him. Um, I don't, I just want to spotlight it. I'm sure they're all sold out because he only made 25. But um, did you guys see that he did the Amanda Gorman uh, speech from the inauguration? Oh, I did, I he did it to create an image of her giving the speech at the inauguration. I think so. And he put that up, and uh, all 100 percent of the proceeds went to uh, uh, New York charity for for the youth there. Uh, well, you're the best man look yeah. at you mike, great guy mike did a great job great guy awesome i didn't know that yeah it's beautiful you guys should check it out for sure we'll do a possible trivia challenge for that <laughs> <laughs> oh boy what's it gonna be about u.s history <laughs> Bye. Well, that speech 
Uh, <laughs> about that speech. All right. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at Fake Nerd Podcast. FakeNerdGuys at gmail.com. If you'd like to get in touch with us personally, I'm at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. Ben? You can find me trying to find some uh, AAA batteries from my original Game Boy Pocket at BenMagma27 on Instagram and Twitter. And like we said earlier, I also write uh, freelance for OldSchoolGamerMagazine.com. Newest article on the website about why the Game Boy Advance, this beautiful device right here is the best of all the Game Boys, is up there now, and the link is in the description below. You're right. Sparks? Uh, you can find me just surviving another week at SparksWitty on Instagram and Twitter as P-A-R-K-Z-Witty. Boy, I feel that. Ryan. Natural one. You can find me at DJ Tony Snark everywhere. It was actually a nine. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music and Podcasts, and Pandora. Rate and review wherever you get us. We greatly appreciate it. Like and subscribe. Until next time, stay fake nerds.